Welcome, everyone, to the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by the man who we have here today, Levasa Island Apparel. Uh, I am Lance Falitongo. Erai Hosea. Welcome back to the show, bro. Serious, it was happening. Been, been too long. We got man, uh, man. We, we get you back in uh, on onto the line to talk about things you got upcoming and to recap a couple of things you have just finished. Also, we got some sports talk, uh, KD trade request, USC, UCLA, leaving the Pac-12. Uh, but we start in Modesto. E-Rye. Why am I? What's that? What you been up to, man? Slow motion, man. Just trying to... Um... Good inventory, bro. Getting ready for this four days of Aloha in uh in Vancouver. You feel me, bro? Yes, sir. Can't wait, yes, sir. can't wait to see everybody up there. Four days of Aloha in Vancouver, July twenty first through the twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty fourth, Thursday through Sunday coming up. Yeah, um, that's a pretty big, <laughs> that's a pretty big poly fest here in the uh, Pacific Northwest. I think it's supposed to be the largest so far. I know last year it was. Uh... The largest one in the Pacific Northwest. Four days long, though, right? I mean, you're right. what other uh, festivals have you been to that were, like, more than a day? Uh, man, so far, it's just been that one in Texas. That was a two-day one. Um, so this is going to be your biggest one ever? Yeah, man. So, like, right now, it's just me scrambling, trying to see if I have enough inventory per day. Granted, it's not open all day. You know what I mean? Like, Friday. So Thursday is just, like, dance workshops and craft workshops. Um, so I'm gonna be there just setting up, Set up. my time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday are all the vendor and the food um operating like operating days to sell. Mm-hmm. Um like Friday is like four to nine, uh four PM to nine PM. Saturday is like ten to seven, Sunday ten to seven. Okay. Ten to seven, ten to seven. All right, cool. I know uh, was it Capenna's performing Thursday, Friday? Yeah, yo, bro. Hey, I, I love I love being a vendor. This is like a free show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, I get paid to make money and chill. You feel me? Like, bro, this I was at this last event, San Mateo. Nice. It was the uh, shoot. It was put on by a uh, what is it? The Pacific Islands together. Uh, they had Big Body Cisco there, Finn, Techie, oh damn, um, Sammy Johnson, and we was right next to the stage, bro. And I was just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I was are there. You gonna, are you going to stay right for the there. performances? I was like, yeah. Ha-ha. I was you there. Get, you get to work and get the free whole show. Yeah, we are just chilling, man. Like, it was in the middle of San Mateo County Fairgrounds. So, like, you know what I mean? I had to make sure I wasn't trying to spend too much money on corn dogs and freaking you know, all that fair food. Yeah. But you also, <laughs> like, get to a, be shoulder to shoulder with other vendors that are set up there. Like, you met dope people at these different events. Yeah, man. That's, that's one of the, that's one of the key takeaways, bro, from every, from every event is like, uh, like any clothing vendors. I like, I talk with them where they source their stuff, peep game. If I got any game to give, you know what I mean? I give it, but, um, nice little exchanging of ideas. Right, man. You know what I mean? And like, well, yeah, it's always a learning opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I'd say like recently with all the pop-ups, one one that I do fuck with a lot is a uh, Doso JP with Mobigated. Um, what is it? Mobigated, Toko Designs. Um, who else out there? Two Hundred Code. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was funny, man, because I thought it was a, 
thought there was only like a couple of clothing lines, but now I'm seeing that like there's hella. You know, what I mean, everybody got their own little take on something, and, and like, and they're running with an idea that they got. It's like most of that is just like trying to just collaborate with creators. You know what I mean? And like, it's it's it's, it's a funny way to like pass the time because when it's hot as fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody's there yet. You know what I mean? It's like I just try to like go from like booth to booth. Like, hey, what's good, man? I'm Eron Levas out of Pearl. I'm a Desto. Uh, yeah, man, I like your stuff, man. Like, how you get it done? Where you get it done at? It's like, oh, man, I've seen your prints, too. How do you do it? It's like, shit, bro, super color, heat press, easiest. You know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. the whole spiel, bro, with every with every booth. You guys and talk like, about your processes. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, shoot, Alibaba, get it sourced overseas, uh, sample stuff. And then if you like that vendor that's overseas, then bet you cash out on that. But, like, you know what I mean? It's just different ways to not necessarily hack, but, like, to, they just tell you how to study the game more effectively, efficiently. Right. Nice. But yeah, bro, it's like a, it's, it's hella homework, bro. It's <laughs> how much are like, how much stuff are you bringing up? How many shirts are making the trip? Uh, shoot, count like 300. I feel like you're going to sell out. <laughs> hopefully, bro. You know what I mean? It's like three days <laughs> operating. It's like, granted, hopefully? <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I uh, always try to have too much, you know what I mean? Mm. But, like, every event, I've always had too much, didn't really sell out. But still made, you know what I mean, still made other, still got to meet a lot of people who I see on social media, you know what I mean? And that's, like, what I love, bro. Like, I want people to understand the face behind the brand, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, man, who designed them? Bro, that was me, you feel me? Like, nice. who's the one who created the website? Shit, bro, me and my cousin, you know what I mean? So people know it's, like, it ain't no indirect stuff. And, uh, recently it's not talked, just third party from some other. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, like ground all the designs, up. Yeah, like all designs is me. And recently, I had to uh, had to teach Va how to print. So that was hella funny. Stop like, <laughs> I, was, I was an AV. Oh, so like you know when they ask stuff about this, you say this. Uh, you know what I mean? He's like, man, I'm just gonna tell him come talk to you, bro. He's <laughs> like, no, nah, let me show you how to do it so you can explain it. <laughs> What do you, uh, you, you said you're bringing up all your equipment also? You're bringing yeah, up man. some presses? Yeah, uh, bringing up all the prints, man. So uh, if y'all got any blanks that y'all want printed on, bro, um, can for sure do that when I get up there. Dope. Um, but yeah, shoot, I got I also got to make some baby clothes, bro. Keep yes. Up. I need some infant clothing, some six-month-old clothing. She's just turned four months, and she's... Hella big. <laughs> she's like two feet, three inches. She's 17 pounds. It's like 98 percentile, baby. Hey. All, about the, all about the data. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So are you going to be able to use those, use your equipment at the festival? Like, are you going to be able to print, show people how you print shirts in your tent? Um, no, nah, no. Nah, like those prints would be like a, it's so like say uh, I, I brought all the equipment because I'm already like I'm already talking to wholesalers up there in Portland and Vancouver area. So like if I need to replenish any stock that I do like do well as far as sales go, I want to be able to talk to a wholesaler like, hey, bet this is my sales permit for California. Do I gotta apply for a temporary one um, in in Oregon or in Washington? You know what I mean? Um, and how can I get some more blanks from this shop because I'm already out? You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's what I set up shopping the hotel for, bro. That's what I was doing. That's what I did in LA. Uh, my cousin's uh, festival, Jalupalooza. 
Jack. That was uh, Jolly Palooza. Jolly uh, Palooza was dope, bro. It was a. Uh... It was just hella cool, bro. Like that was like that was just. It was cool to see my cousin just like talk about it like beforehand, hit me up beforehand about it. <clears throat> and granted, she went through like. She went through hella shit for that to happen, bro. Like, venue canceled on her. Um, she had to scramble within three days of the scheduled scheduled date. Um, to find another venue and to get all the artists there. Did she uh, say what the reason they gave her was? Like some was it a COVID restriction or something? Like something man, popped bro, back up? I don't even know. I don't This was uh, like an outside park. She had the permits and stuff all done, everything yeah, set man. up, and then like two days before it gets shut down. Right. Yo, but the flip that was dope. Right. Yeah, she had like right. a whole new venue in like twelve yo, hours. <laughs> yo, so that right. backdrop, that that backdrop of the venue was so beautiful, bro. It was like the, nice. I think it was the Latin, the museum, mm-hmm. uh, Latin the arts. Museum, yeah, the museum of Latin arts, bro. Uh, in Long Beach, that whole like backdrop was beautiful, bro. What is it? Those Don performed, got on the stage, bro. Hey, had it lit. Dream on. That that was so that was so dope to see, man. All of his, I mean, all of his family from Alaska. They pulled up deep, bro. That shit was hella dope. Cause they was in town for, uh, I guess, for some other family stuff, and it was it was just dope to meet the whole family from Alaska. I was like, it's it's hot down here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, it's a little hot. <laughs> I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for this festival and for you to make the trip up and for uh, I can't wait to see y'all, bro. For real. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Mika said we're gonna barbecue. Hey. <laughs> He's just gotta yeah. put his grill back together. He got a new grill, bro. No charge. Hey, propane. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey, we ain't got gamble with the charcoal anymore. No, we just gotta make sure the tank is full. This shit lit. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> cover it. Cover it. Yo, cover it. Cover, cover, cover. Just. <laughs> bro, the day I went just to just make shit up on the grill. The day I went to my brother-in-law's house, and he had the. The whole the charcoal uh lighter thing you put the charcoal in lighter from there, I was like, bro, that is the best invention ever in life. Wait, how does it? Oh, like that little stacking thing. Yeah, so you put the charcoal in it and you light the charcoal and it's like a little thing and then it lights inside there and then you put it into the grill, so that way the charcoal is already lit when you throw it in. Oh, so there's like a pre-baking stage for the charcoal before yeah. you put it into the grill. Yeah, the grill. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's like a little stacker thing. Yeah, and then you can light the charcoal from the bottom. From the bottom. Nobody ever does that. Nobody stacks in? the charcoal, lights it, lets it burn. People just spray in the, the lighter hey, fluid. You're gonna buy the tool for me. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't barbecued in a minute, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. We can get you guys out over here in the yard. Um. And catch back up. That's gonna be dope. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, gonna be me and V out there. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll make sure. Yeah, that there's weed. And <laughs> I don't. I also broke my bong, so it's it's just gonna be free rolls. I'm sorry. Hey, hey you start. <laughs> uh, you start hitting the dabs. No, I don't have a dab rig or the like burner torch trying to heat up everyone's like it's the most efficient way and I, I, man pre-rolls are cool I'll give you that. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a lot yeah but, bro, he be, he be off the dabs he'd be on the dabs he got a oh did he is that what he broke his dab rig yeah that one time but well, one he got his dab rig 
Another one. There's, oh, there's one. So, oh, oh, he got replaced. <laughs> nah, he it's been replaced. That's just so crazy, bro. I'm, I'm always asking, like, is there a ceiling? Is there a ceiling? Yeah. Oh, it's sleep. Just, or you just shattered a glass ceiling, you know? Yeah, straight into the bed. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Tunzo. When's the last time you smoked? Uh, You don't got time for it. Bro, I can't. Well, no, nah, I probably, what is it? I probably hit it. I, I only hit the joint a couple times and then went to sleep. Here's when all the cousins was over. What what is that activation time? What do you think? What is that like? Thirty minutes? I think so, bro. And you were I, out. I think that or even less, bro. Activation time fifteen minutes accurate. That's yeah. accurate. I think 15 that's what I'm it says out. on the tube. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Activation sure. immediate. Yeah, I think to 15, fifteen minutes. I bro, I don't want them to put activation time like when you feel it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when you feel it. Just be realistic. Like, Subtract whenever, your current time. Right. Like, whenever the fuck it happens, bro. When I'm lit. I want right. to be <laughs> when I'm lit. You can't quantify these kind of things, man. Um, what, Forrest, what have you been up to? What you been doing? Smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> Chilling. You been up in Fitty Way with the fam? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, my niece graduated from uh, Eastern Washington. Shout out nice. to Oriana Louis. She graduated. Uh, Cum laude too, so I mean, man. Hey, yeah, congrats. She's my girl. Yeah, takes after her parents, man. You know what I mean. And then she also she drinks a lot, smokes like me, so that part she takes after me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we had a good uh, good celebration. We had family from all over come over. Uh, My uh, brother in law's uh, his brother flew in from Alaska. He was a DJ. He's a DJ in Alaska, so we had a DJ. Good food. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever ate. Uh, they have uh, the sausage they make in Maui. They stuff it with pineapples. Amazing. Pineapple. Amazing. Stuffed sausages. It's amazing. So we had some of that stuff flown in. We had some. Uh, uh, my mama came in, my brother in law's mom, who's like my second mom. She, she made some uh, just uh, sweet and sour meatballs. My sister came in from Vegas. She made some poke. It was. It was a good time, man. It was a good time. Nice. What are uh what are your guys' potato salad recipe ingredients? You know, I've been trying to get it from my mom for the past three years. And what's I in her potato I, salad? I don't know, but it's really good. <laughs> no, no, but it's really good. I don't know. I don't find over. Give it here. What's in your potato salad? Uh it's my auntie's recipe. It's the same stuff. Hella potatoes, hella eggs, hella mayonnaise, song. Hella, hella, hella mayo. <laughs> green mayonnaise, uh, green, green mayonnaise, nigga. What the fuck is a mayonnaise, bruh? Thinly sliced. <laughs> green onions, bruh. And fucking cilantro, bruh. Nice. Uh, I think, I think she started putting the cilantro in when we moved to the Central Valley. And she started eating, <laughs> <laughs> eating hella Mexican food. Then we got an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 more partial to a, a really good Mac salad without any onions in it. So Mac salad, no onions? No onions, man. Wait, what what kind of onions are in macaroni salad? I don't know. Some people do weird shit, man. I've been to weird parts. Like chopped it. onions? Yeah. Sliced? Chopped, diced. You don't care how. <laughs> I don't want a Mac salad. 
some nice salad. Hey, Hawaiian mac salad, like sweet mac salad. Sweet mac salad, a little bit of pineapple chunks in there. Sheesh. She. Pineapple chunks? What? No. Uh, potato salad <laughs> with uh, imitation crab. Oh, so my mom does that. She, I, I know she puts that in there. Yeah. So she right. does that. Right, man, yeah. I was, I, was, I was just done talking to Timo, bro. I was like, yo, I miss all the barbecues, bro. <laughs> Bro, for real. <laughs> I was always like, fooded out. Yeah. I was like, that was the first time I ever had a, what is it? Sammy did the the jerk char style. The, yeah, the char su muni pp and the jerk style uh, muni pp. Oh, man. Like, hey, that's hard, bro. That time Sammy gave, Big Sammy gave us the recipe for the char su and uh, he told us to like do it on Thursday. And we didn't start marinating it until like Saturday night after work. And he was heated. He said, why the hell did I give you the recipe? If you're not going to do it, this is going to be terrible. It was not. It was really good. <laughs> he was eating it. Sammy's over there. Left. Nah, it would have been better if y'all. It would have been better if you guys followed my instructions. <laughs> it's good, but I mean, <laughs> you get here, bro. Hey, funny story, up. dog. Um, one of the ladies out there in Frisco, that's a like a pillar out there, is a lady named Epi Almavai, mm -hmm. uh, Sammy's cousin, uh, which is crazy. Small world. Heard uh, of the name? Uh, she um, she was the first one I hit when I first like when I first wanted to do pop ups out there or. When I was thinking about turning Levasa into a nonprofit, a nonprofit, but she was the one giving me game about it, saying, uh, "If it's just you doing everything, just uh, just keep it that way." You know what I mean? Like, just be a business that that works with nonprofits, because uh, you know what I mean? She was saying like it's a lot of work as far as like finding grants and finding funding. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and like you want to have somebody you can pay dedicated to do that. You know what I mean? To do underwriting, yeah. have yourself do, a grant yeah, writer. Yeah, to do the grant writing, the yeah. underwriting for any for anything. I was like, oh shit. Okay, never mind. I'll just. I'll Do just we know any down. grant writers? Right, bro. Like, I mean, that's bro, That's a job, bro. That's yeah. That's a that's a job under. Forest, didn't you? Technical weren't writer. You a former. Weren't you a grant writer? I, I mean, or so you have to be an actual. Yeah. So what you need to be is pretty much a researcher, because you're gonna have to do. So when she was telling you that, because you're doing it by yourself, because a lot of your funding as you become a nonprofit is gonna come from all of that, so it's gonna be hard for you to do the business and then find your funding through writing grants because you're going to split time between both, but to fund what you're doing, you're going to need to do the grant writing. So it's going to get in the way. But and grant writing, yeah. It's grant just writing is like writing out your plan and why it's needed and how it's going to yeah. affect the community. It's, it's like writing out your proposal. Okay. Like, these grants. But, it, but it has to be like an efficacy statement, right? Like, uh, right. Right. So I mean, what's it has to efficacy statement? Like, so what you're asking for money and you're going to have to have a really good reason and like your ethics of what you're doing, you know, why, why should they give you the money and who are you helping? Because you're a nonprofit. If you're nonprofit, if you're not profiting from it, who's, who, who are you helping? Yeah. You know, so it also have to have almost like a, a mission base every time you write something of yeah, why you're asking for the money and the way, what, uh, who's going to, you know what I mean? Benefit from it. Yeah, but like the way this lady uh, out here named Minute Hall. Well, I haven't reached out to in a while, like, but I gotta do it soon. But um, way well, she broke it down for me, like uh, Lance, bro. I don't know if it's something you'd ever want to look into, but like, it's like a the you have a more effective efficacy statement when you can say when when more resources as far as like money and um, 
anything else was given to uh, a, like a, a demographic that resembles this one. So like say mm. the camp, like the, the Cambodian demographic out here in Modesto, right? When more res when resources were given to them, we saw an uptick of high school retention graduation amongst this population that led them to be enrolled in more local um, higher education institutions. Um, and that led to a decrease in dropout rates uh, amongst this demographic. And so right. when you say something like that, like, oh, if we applied that to the Pacific Islander, um, like community, community. Uh, you know what I mean? Like this, they, yeah. like it could receive a similar because Why these cultures be are yeah, Right, yeah. like these cultures are similar right. in, in these aspects. Um, but like, gotta break that down. So that's why like consensus Ooh. are the, the, the not consensus, the census is important. The census, yeah. That's what it's for, you know what I mean? Everybody's like, oh, now the government's trying to track us. And like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, bro. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. But <laughs> fucking, uh, like, okay. nonprofits, not like, that's why nonprofits be doing their own outreach, you know what I mean? Right. Like, cause even, so you said you were talking with Danny Boy, right? Some of Irie? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, he, uh, him and his team with the SCDC, the Samoan Community Development Center in San Francisco is the biggest uh, Pacific Islander nonprofit. Um, I want to say the Northern California because I don't know about Southern California. Oh, I can tell you where Southern California is. Oh, ooh, let us know, Lance. You from it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna sound messed up. I don't know if it's open anymore. <laughs> but what were you saying? <laughs> No, so like the SCDC, bro, is a staple out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they don't just serve the Samoan community. They work with uh, every other like PI um, nonprofit out there. You feel me? And like, there's different projects under that. So like, there's um, the PIYA, which is the Pacific Islander Youth, I think Alliance. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Alliance Association. That's, that's association, right? And like, uh, my cousin Annie is like the director for that. And it's just like Alcolavo, but not at church, right? Because like they bring all the kids after school, they do a dance. Granted, uh, their thing is on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, the ones that they've been practicing the last two months for, as far as like the sasas, the dances, any Anganu stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wish I could be more like more like out there frequently with them to to witness it, but I'm always working and just you know what I mean, uh, working the website and just building the brand. But like, um, they, the SCDC. Um, yeah, like, so they're the biggest one. And then like under them, there's a lot of like programs, right? That try to figure out how to serve the community better. And what Danny Boy and his team um, just got, or were just doing, or what you said they just got done with. Hmm, the, the data needs, collection, right, the needs the data, assessment. Yeah, the needs assessment. And they're like, yeah, man. Cause like, we could want to help them all we want, but like, it doesn't matter if we don't know how to help them the way they need to be helped. Like, right. yeah, yep, like yep. your heart could be in it, but like, you know I mean your hands gotta be doing You're giving like, them something they don't really need yeah you know what i mean better like, served damn. yeah like sure. damn that's crazy it's like yeah man so it's they had to go out and get that data you know what i mean like, they couldn't rely on a census that's publicly um like given to every city you know what i mean they went to they went to talk to poly families and yeah bro like, yeah, yeah, families, families, families talk to families door to door moving around demographic yeah yeah bro and i was like oh shit um you know what i mean and he was you know he was just giving me game on like how you know, the Pacific Islander communities developed in every little borough, city out there. Um, you know what I mean? And, and like the same way, you know, some, like El Samoan elders ask you what your, like, what your last name is. Um, who's your mom and dad? Where are you from? It's it's lightweight, the same like that out there 
in the Bay, you know what I mean? Even LA or like anywhere now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh shoot, Jose family, ain't y'all, can y'all move from South City like to the Valley? Shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you tracking my family movements? <laughs> I was like, but I like, but that's that's. I don't know. I, I I think that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Like that's how the dope. Because when I when I saw Epi's last name, I was like, hey, <laughs> any relation to a dude named like Sammy, like Sam, yeah. like Sam Wendell? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Like, I don't have that kind of rapport like with the man. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Yeah. I was like, we call him Big Sam Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's yeah. So every time I go out there, and just I just. Be, and I'm able to be a vendor at any of the nonprofit events that they throw, bro. It's just all, it's just me soaking up game, bro. And then, yeah, most of the time I'm like networking and like trying to talk to other people. I, I'll be hella bursting off to work on like my cousin and uh, <laughs> whoever wants to help me. I'm, hey, hey, I got this. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, go politics. Right right? <laughs> I'm going right hey, hey, to go build the brand. I'll be right, right. back. I'll be like, no, nah, don't chip. I'm going to pay for all the food. I'm going to pay for all the food. <laughs> <laughs> What are what are some like good tips that you've been able to build on that you found at uh, these events talking to other vendors? Um, what's, what's some things that have really hit home that you've been able to build on? Uh, the man, the biggest thing was just uh, reaching out. The easiest thing to do, but the hardest, right? Yeah, you know what I mean, because like. Me personally, I really just don't like to ask for help. I feel like I got it. I'll suffer through it. But like that shit just the the cause is bigger than me now. You feel me? Like what I want to do is not just for myself and like you know what I mean? Like the brand is meant to like uplift multiple people. You know what I mean? So it's like I you know, I I, I get that spirit from the nonprofit um leaders, you know what I mean? It's so yeah, like don't be afraid to reach out, don't be afraid to get game. Um, don't be afraid to get feedback or critique either. Like, use that shit positively and just don't take shit personal. And I was like, damn. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's 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 easy. That's easy advice to like listen to, but like to actually like realize how that plays in real time and in real life. Like that shit's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, so like now it's just it's like a muscle you gotta flex, bro. So I reach out to mm-hmm. I reach out to clothing uh, like clothing brands and like owners and manufacturers. That like probably deal with like minimum orders of like ten thousand, you know what I mean? And every no is a no, you know you feel me? But every yes is a yes, and I just open that door, try crack it as 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 wide as I can. You know? <laughs> like, like, that's that's like the number one thing, which is like um, realizing that like uh, you know, an idea seems an idea seems impossible when it's just me thinking what I have to do for it. But it it gets a little bit easier when you realize you got help, you got folks that are willing to fuck with you, um, move it forward. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, bro. Like realize that there's always a village, bro. Like don't, like why the fuck? Why do it's you, not why, just like, you by yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is sometimes I feel that way a lot, bro. Especially um, lonely ass. <laughs> you feel me? Like it's like man, I I gotta do a, a better because like I'm always researching how to do like how to draw better, which is a crazy. Um, Crazy skill I've been developing lately, bro. Just like freehand drawing and like. What do you wait? What are you drawing on? Just sketching, uh, or do you, or do you have like an iPad with the one of those? Yeah, like a like pencils? a little uh, little Huion tablet, little brand. But I, I want to get a better one. The uh, but yeah, like trying to do freehand so I don't have to ask other 
like graphic designers and like outsource it or like you know what I mean? Because yeah. some professional graphic designers would be like five hundred dollars for like a simple thing. Mm. That's not shit. Or like, oh yeah, like, but so to... in in the reaching out to other people, in this case, you don't have to reach out because you're learning how to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not just another. That's not just more like lone wolf. I got it. I'll suffer through it. No, that's uh, oh no. I mean, like that. That's just like a. That's a skill. That's just because I'm poor. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just because I'm broke. I cannot afford professional graphic designers. Like you know what I mean? Because like I, I would never want to lowball. You know what I mean? Any like any Pacific Islander yeah. for they work. Yeah. You feel me? So like I'm not gonna. Hey, who's so like? What's the player price? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like nah, bro. Like I'll, I'll figure out how to do it on my own long enough until I can get the money to actually cash out professionals for it. You know? Don't feel bad, Oos. I had that same question two nights ago. Hey man, I need something shot for my family. What's the homie price? <laughs> what is it? What's the player uh, price? Let me, let me call you back, man. <laughs> let me call yeah, you. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. So, so shoot. I don't mean to sound like contradictory, but it's like with the with the skill set, right? As far as manufacturing, I had to learn how to do that myself. Um, you know what I mean? I'm just not at a level financially to outsource everything and focus on mm-hmm. just the marketing. Um, but as far as like um feedback for designs where to source stuff like uh like other plans like oh what if i wanted to throw my own event my own like market pop-up uh my own backpack giveaway school giveaway all that stuff is what i learned whenever i hit the nonprofit events uh in the bay area wait how how does that yeah how does that work how do you put on an event like that or a drive uh well 90 percent of it is marketing 10 percent is the work before during and after um well, damn. You want to get as many eyes on it as you can, like as as possible, and then you want everybody. <clears throat> what is it? Want everybody to like bring their donations, right? Um, or or there's different ways you can do it. You can be selling merch for a specific purpose. Um, what I wanted to do was like something I was trying to do was like a like a not necessarily sell merch, but like a if you bring a backpack or you bring this like these cool supplies or whatever you get a free lavasa shirt free lavasa hoodie i mean and they would be basic colors nothing too special and like uh, tears the more you bring the nicer yeah you know what i mean like yeah. something like that just because like uh you know i mean like that's that's definitely the goal but right now i'm right now i'm just worried about like you know what i mean like paying bills and expenses bro. but like that's for sure the lane i gotta get into you know what i mean like the most I want to be the most non-profit for-profit business <laughs> that makes sense bro yeah, oh, yeah. You, you're trying to provide for you and your family but also affect the community yeah right bro. so like yeah so like that that affects a whole bunch of other shit bro it's like I'm always having uncomfortable conversations with my family about finances what we've done in the past what we got to change right now to move forward like um you know what I mean especially like my cousins my brothers um I mean, like even my mom and dad, bro. Like, like even my aunts and uncles. It's like a, you know, what I mean, like there's there's other stuff we have to change. Like, change the relationship with money. If you don't have it, you don't have it, bro. You know, what I mean, don't fucking feel like less of a human being because you don't have three hundred dollars for any five lava lava stuff. Mm-hmm. That's also yeah. That those are cultural uh, restraints. Yeah, yeah, bro. You know, what I mean, it's, and it's stuff like that, bro. It's like nah, bro. Like. Uh, money, m- money is some shit that we can always make, bro. Like, and I'm poor. I'm poor right now. It's probably an easier thing to say, but I ain't finna sell my soul for this shit. You know what I mean? No. And so, like, I have to move. I have to move 
accordingly with that. They're like, I'll never jeopardize any integrity I have, you know what I mean, for any for any character, for any morals that I have, you know what I mean, and any principles that I give value to, like, it's not going to be defined by any cash amount, you feel me? But, like, right. we still need money, though. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why yeah. it's tough, bro. <laughs> like, Think of that John Q quote, Denzel, when he's, like, crying at the bed of his son because he's about to leave. He's about to go surrender. And he says, whatever you do in this life, just make a lot of money, even if you got to sell out because life is so much easier with money. Like, you don't have to go and hold a hospital hostage to save your son and get him a kidney or whatever it was. Right. I think about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> do, do whatever you have to do to provide for your family and uh, provide like a comfortable uh, lifestyle and having to balance that with not selling out like the character or the value of your brand. See, that word is very crucial, I think, comfortable. Um, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I keep like what <clears throat> the luxury is time, you know, what I mean, every other anything else is just. Like, you know what I mean? Not necessarily as important, right? <clears throat> so, like, living a comfortable life. Um, Time is the only thing you can't make. Right, you feel me? So like, yeah, you know what I mean? So, when I hear people say, oh, I want to live a comfortable life, it's like, man, bro, not like, nah, bro, if, if, you live, if you're living for something bigger than yourself, it's not going to be comfortable, bro. You know what I mean? Like, capable. Like, I want, like, I... I'm not saying I want niggas to like grow up with a silver spoon in their mouth, you feel me? But like, I want people to know, like, yeah, bro, you're supposed to uh, push a hard line for something. Figure that out. The goal's always the goal's always to not have the people behind you go through the struggles that you went through. Yeah, yeah, right. like, like pick a different struggle, bro. Right. Exactly. Like you said, though. I mean, you don't want. I mean, if it happens, yeah, all right. Maybe you grow up and you make a million dollars. Like you know, you're a millionaire. Everybody behind you can benefit from that. But if they don't. You know what I mean? There's you just don't want them to have to struggle the way you struggle. So Yeah. You're willing to do that and provide that and put in that work right. so that like so that your family and those that follow could be comfortable. It's like uh you rise over here planting a tree that he'll never be able to enjoy the shade of, but everybody that comes from behind him will be able to sit under that tree and enjoy the shade that E Rye made. I get that. I think it's it's gonna grow shady grow enough shade soon i feel like what are you in year three four three three in december nice congrats on making it that far dude what are the (laughs) stats on new businesses like fail in the first 18 months um yeah something like that (laughs) at least that's what my uh shopify is the account that that like holds the domain (laughs) to my website they're always like hey Congratulations, most business, most closing businesses. <laughs> they uh, send you a pep email. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was like most closed businesses uh, shut down within the first two years, and I was like, "What the fuck? What did you <laughs> like? Did you send an email to the to the companies that closed down? Like, right? Hey, Sorry. you guys are part Sorry. of the course. <laughs> right. Right. Like, let face, us know man. the next time you try to start another business. <laughs> I was like, bro, what? I don't know if I was fucking should be desperate or inspired or anything. Oh, what's the uh, the the Auburn Poly Festival? Polyfest? Poly uh, yeah, that's uh, August. That's August sixth. 
I gotta I gotta fill out the application. Yeah, well, these things are happening. It's okay. So it's festival season. It's like summer. It's nice mm-hmm. out. Okay, because yeah. you got four days of Aloha coming up this week, and then Polyfest. You're gonna Two put put on for the Polyfest. What was uh What was the concert that just happened? Uh, the Pacific Feats. Where was that? San Ho? Santa Clara. Oh. Yeah, Santa Clara. Because it was just out in Tacoma last week. Who? Uh, Fiji. And I think it was the same lineup as the one in. Uh, yeah, Santa who all performed? Drew Deasy, Fiji. At Pacific Feats, bro. Hello, yeah. people, bro. It was Young Go. It was like yeah. the whole day, right? Oh, that Young Go over there? Yeah, bro. Young Go was over there. Bro. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro. That's fire. Um, yeah, it was, it was hella artists, man. Uh, Mouse OPD was a. Uh, was doing photography hey. over there. You feel me? Shout out to Living Room Media. You know what yes. I mean? Oh. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Hey, bro. He be up. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, what he was posting, he was like right in front of the stage. He was doing media. Like, yeah. Getting... So, so the man and Uso that's been in the game, make a bunch of music videos uh, for the artists out in the Bay Area. The Uso named Five Shots. Um, his work is everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I guess uh, Uso Petey knew him well. And so five shots uh, got Brad a media pass. Nice, Brad Peter's right next to you niggas, Brad. You feel me? Just in front of them taking all the photos, video. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, ooh, Brad. Like when the year started, you feel me? Me and Pete was trying to figure out how to how to build both brands. You know what I mean? He wanted to get more into the photo and video, and the whole time I was like, hey, ooh, like shit's gonna catch. Like, is we ready for it? Because like mm. that was before that was before I went to Texas. Did the Long Beach one? Did the Hayward one? Um, did that Daily City event, you feel me? Like, my plan was to be on the road with it, uh, with Levasa and Petey wanting to get more heavy into the photo and video. So, like, now we legit just been busy. So, like, nice. Been, and he had he just had his exhibit, yeah, bro. That's what was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, and then he had, just bro, did he had, the he had photo just gotten, shoot. yeah, yeah, he, he had just gotten everything, bro. And, you know, that was his first one, and he was like, it was just hella worried about, hey, how do I format shit differently? I was like, bro, I don't know what they're asking you for. Any professional printer should know what to do with the files, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we was going back and forth, but that, that was hella funny. That's something you can talk to him about, bro, whenever y'all whenever y'all get a chance, because that's just dope. Also, y'all, bro, y'all being consistent with the fucking episode drops, the sports media, the, the social media, bro, that, like, that's just so dope, bro. Like, that your grind motivates my shit is fucking true. It was, like, uh, it's legit, nigga. Lance, bro. Remember when we was just talking about shit in the <laughs> car, nigga, on the way to the apartment? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you should get into some sports shit. I don't know. You feel me? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, we should talk about sports. <laughs> we should grab some mics. Yeah, bro. And then we built our our stock and inventory equipment for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro. And- it's a process, man. It's yeah. a process. Hey, bro, I keep looking back at that that one, the first interview I did with uh, Pasifika by Design, and like, oh man, that was rough. That should pump me up, man. That was rough. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need to learn how to talk better, man. What? <laughs> what happened? I don't know, bro. I I don't know. I just it was, it was just that was the first time I ever heard myself talk. You know what I mean? Like in an interview like that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's weird. I was I was just like. What am I saying? Did I say that shit correctly? Look at that print on your sweater. It's not even straight. Fuck, it's crooked as shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you do the playback and you were like critiquing. 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> man, look nice. And then that's how we learn. <laughs> yeah, bro. All it's all reps. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just reps. Yeah, just getting bro. it done. Yeah. Well, we're on the subject yeah. of entertainers, man. You see that kid that uh, what's his T Pain signed? Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. bro. Hey, EPA yeah, two boy. season. Yeah, two season, boy. Man, yo, yo how did that, how did that work out? It was four rounds, and then he just went. He hosted it on his Twitch and let people vote on it. And then they had to vote. It was like an actual competition. Yeah. I, yeah. He got 50.8% of the final. Like, he just, like, he yeah. won that. Nice. But, I mean, if you watch it, like, everybody in the studio, like, they was really rude for him. Like, Yeah, was, every time. Hey, you, Brad, like, imagine. You the stuff. Brad, imagine. Imagine the kind of door that that cracked open for the poly community, bro. Amen. Not in community in general. This mm-hmm. nigga, t- like, everybody's, because everybody's thinking, oh, that dude finna meet all the big artists. I'm like, nah, nigga, T-Pain finna meet all of us. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, nah. Like, <laughs> T-Pain finna see a treasure trove of talent. T-Pain's that, about to be out in Utah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, T-Pain finna meet that nigga Fiji. They finna make a song, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's gonna happen like that. That's like, that's how that shit goes, bro. Like, the orbits then, then collided. You feel nice. me? Nice. Like, that's crazy. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be dope. Fiji and T Pain, you heard it here first. Right, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, like, man, that that man. Etu's music. I only got put on because it's social media, and some folks on EPA uh, sent him my way. What's EPA? Yeah. Uh, East Palo Alto. Okay. Um, that's yeah, a city. Bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said the Environmental Protection Agency. <laughs> EPA. Uh, east of uh, Palo Alto, <laughs> the eastern part. Uh, yeah, bro. But like, you know what I mean? Like that. That was just that was hella dope to see. That's a big ass dub for the, for yeah. the community. What's yeah. uh, any other any other dubs? Uh, bro, who's the who are the college who are the Islander college quarterbacks right now? Oh, Talia Tungawailoa at Maryland, who's uh. Super underrated. Super underrated. Um, I honestly think he might be better than Tua. Ooh, Ooh. break that down. He's he's bigger. Tua's really good, right? So Tua's really good. Tua's really good. His his little brother's better. But yeah, he's got the body for it. He's bigger. I think his arm's stronger. Uh, Tua's going to be more accurate, definitely, because Tua throws a really accurate ball. But uh, I think his brother might be a little more athletic as well. You're saying Tua is Lonzo. Amen. And his little brother is Lamelo. Is Lamelo? Yeah. And he's at Maryland. What is he? A sophomore, junior? Should be a senior this year. Okay. He, he uh he was Roll a freshman it. at Bama. Uh, sat played like oh the they were there time. at the same time. But then Bryce Young came in and he already he saw the writing on the wall. There's no way he was beating Bryce Young out there. That's for yeah. And then he transferred to Maryland, who already had a five star quarterback, and he beat that guy out. And nice. Uh, He's been killing. He's been killing. We're going to see how uh, he does this year. It's going to be, yo, how, how's his brother fare this season with all the weapons? Pretty good. They're going to scheme it for do, him. Do you think this is the year that, like, people are really going to find out if Tua can survive yeah. in the NFL or not? It has to be. But they're going to have to scheme the offense. I mean, it's not like Patrick Mahomes was throwing 70-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill anyway. A lot of that stuff was under throws, and he just beat the defense to the end zone. So if mm. they can do that for Tua, you know, and Tua is really accurate. So if they're going to throw to Tyreek on the under, 
they're, they'll be fine. Jalen Waddle on a cross. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. You know, Cedric Wilson. Gasicki, Eri wouldn't trade me Mike Gasicki for like the longest time. I don't know. I, he just keeps getting hurt. Like he's a really good tight end. I I I had him in fantasy too. I didn't want to give him up, but he was on the sideline more than he was on the field at times. And then they've got three different starting running backs: Mostert, right. Uh, right. Chase Edmonds, Raheem, whoever else, Raheem. Um, I think Edmonds is probably going to be the uh, dark horse there to actually lead that backfield. Okay, accomplished. Right. So a bunch of Niners went out to Miami, and now their coach is the former Niner offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. He knows what he has. Right. Okay. So if he made the well, okay, was it him or Shanahan in San Francisco? Like, if he's the one calling those plays and what is he the one that is responsible for Debo Debo's usage is he going to so. do something like that with Tyreek and Waddle and Mostert and Tua I don't know. how big of a jump can we expect are you drafting Tua in fantasy as my backup <laughs> as a backup right like he's not yeah. like in a two quarterback league I think he's going to get numbers I think he's going to if we're speaking fantasy just fantasy I think he's going to put up numbers just because of the people he has around him Gotta, yeah, has to. But this, well, I don't know what his contract situation. I think this is his fourth year, and then they pick up his fifth. And they, if they, he was him and Justin Herbert are the same. Yeah. Oh, so third. This is, but this is at the end of the season, they have to decide on the fifth year option. Yeah, and that then the quarterback pay for a top six, I think, is like seventeen to twenty million. It's ridiculous. It's not. It's definitely not what they want to pay. No. <clears throat> college, college football. Go to college football. Uh, USC and UCLA announced that they would be leaving and joining the Big Ten in 2024. Unanimous, unanimously accepted by uh, the Big Ten presidents. Uh, Pac-12 said they are disappointed and kind of shocked that this is happening. What is going to happen to the Pac-12? I think they'll be okay. You think they're going to continue to be a power conference? I do. Uh, they have enough teams still there. I mean, Arizona still recruits at a very high level. So does Arizona State. Uh, Washington and Washington State, they're in a state where they also have, I mean, they're not like Florida or California or Texas, but they still have a lot of top-tier uh, players in Washington, enough for them to – you know, for Washington and Washington State to compete as the elite school still and make the Pac-12. Hey, what does that do, for, like, financial-wise? Oh, for, for USC and UCLA? Yeah. So they've they, got, like, big-ass stadiums yeah. and huge crowds? They, they're going to get so much more money from the conference. Um, not only that, depending, I think, because the Pac-12 has their own network, but the Big Ten network might make more money. So they're, the, both schools are probably going to make more money. Hmm. Like, is that, does so that, the way that USC and UCLA affects them leaving affects the rest of the conference is the rest of the conference doesn't get their, like, put in their gate or what? I mean, how does that, how does it hurt the, the now, now Pac-10? Are they going to stay the 10 or are they going to add? They were the 10 before and they weren't that bad. 
But I think in order to keep some of the, like, I guess the money that's going into the conference and um, all the resources that they have as the Pac-12, they're going to have to add two more schools. So I know what two schools can replace Hollywood Hawaii is a potential Hawaii is a potential school right now. Uh, San Diego state has been consistent in being a, oh, a winning school. So San Diego state's another good school. Um, if you're going to go off of just like mountain West, mountain you could invite West. BYU. You can invite, uh, uh, well, well, BYU's aren't there uh, independent, aren't they? Um, are, are they uh, get that Mormon yeah. money, Brad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That church money, yeah, that church money. BYU, Boise State is another school, Boise so, State, yeah, and then Fresno though, State is that the conferences were set up to accommodate landscape. So, like the Pac 12, obviously, West Coast schools. Mm-hmm. Now you have two schools from California that are going to travel all the way over to Michigan to play. Uh, they're going to be in Nebraska, you know, like mid. Yo, okay, so they got to right. go like two or three hours ahead every right. other week. So now for the players, it's going to be rough. They, I mean, yeah, obviously they travel, but they only like what three non conferences games, uh, non conference games a season for. Now they're going to have to travel all co- all season long. What if two other West Coast teams join them? In the Big Twelve, what's up, Luke? Sorry, there's a baby in the background. Um, I just wanted to chime in for a sec, but Camden, Camden. Sorry, guys. There's that's the reason I'm not in here right now. But oh, you're good. Eastern Washington and uh, Boise State. What do you guys think about that? I like Eastern Eastern Washington. Washington. They've been they've been uh, Cooper Cup, Tender Corn, right? Yeah. But aren't they like what is the conference now? I know it's not one double A. I remember it used to be NC one double A. FCS. Something like that. I don't know if the yeah, so they're not or are they division one already? I don't know. I I'm not sure. But it, I it just seems to pale in both size and legacy of the schools that are leaving. Right. I don't like you're not gonna you're not getting that back. You're the two schools that are coming in are going to be going straight to 11 and 12 in the right. rankings. Right. They're not, uh, you're not, unless you can get a, another school from another big conference that's tired of getting beat all the time. Like, yeah. So, like I, if Michigan wants to be in the Pac 12, I don't know how any of that but works. Like for, for Eastern Washington, it's going to be tough because um, they haven't faced competition regularly like the Pac-12. They're a really good school, but they don't recruit either. Like it's going to take time for them. They can't just jump into the Pac-12. They'd have to, I think, possibly go to a smaller conference. Um, But with Boise State, they've been competing. Uh, They went to a national championship, you know. Mm. Yeah, they're a little bit more established. So Boise State, yes. Eastern Washington, not now, but – they're really good school. Or do they just roll with 10 teams? They can roll with 10, but I think they're looking to keep it at 12 because I think there's money that they comes They said they're going to, yeah, right. they're going to explore all options. Yeah. Uh, and that they were kind of shocked that. It all comes down to the money they're going to receive as being a 10-team conference and a 12-team conference. Like the, okay, so, but if any of the other schools in the pack 
12 decide to jump to a different conference, then I feel like it's over for the Pacific Division. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or the Pacific Conference. Yeah. Um, like if Oregon goes to – joins the SEC or whatever. My thing is, like, those teams should be happy to stay because now they won't have to compete with two other top schools, especially Oregon. Mm. Oregon can be the top of their division and they can go to – automatically enter the playoffs now, you know, winning their conference, if that's what it is, or they're just. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out exactly more uh, on what kind of gives those power conferences, what what determines a power conference with an automatic bid. And if USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 and another team leaving could just totally – diminish what you know in terms of cumulative legacy that that league has like it turns into another subconference like right. and it, like the mid-atlantic or the mountain another, west because there's five power conferences and if, right. if those two teams leave i don't think they're it automatically makes them not a power five because i think oregon arizona state washington i think those three schools still make them a we're a top five. 25 in the nation football teams in the pack now 10. Oregon? Oregon, Stanford, Utah. When good? Yeah, Stanford. Uh, I say Oregon, Utah, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. None Colorado, of the Colorado and, and Washington, sorry. Colorado and. You know, Colorado's uh, got Oki now. Yeah, Colorado, yeah. Still doesn't make them a top 10 team. <laughs> I love Okie, but <laughs> Okie for but, uh, Heisman. Let's go. I think Colorado and Stanford are just on the outside of like top twenty-five. Right. Oh, okay. So it doesn't really matter how many of the ranked teams you have. I like if if you can have what would you just say four or five? Yeah. Of your half of your conferences ranked. Conference. Yeah. That still holds weight, and, and it also bodes well because Utah. And, uh, Oregon are at the top of that top 25. They're like top five, uh, top 10. Sorry, Utah been going crazy, bro. Yeah, no, they they're good. Is their athletic department it's, kids want to go to Utah? Is, who is their the, the head of their athletic department, or is it football recruiting? I have no idea. Right. But I know I know they have the the Elisaya brothers are at Utah on the coaching staff. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, Lummy was just talking about them. Yeah, Doug and uh, and Dennis. Oh, Brett. Hello random. I then uh Lomi stopped by a couple couple like a month a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah? Lomi yeah. stopped by your house? Yeah, oh, there, was a, there was a there's there's a there's a new in uh LA that a couple was in the States for. Oh, um, okay. Uh, a couple, a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, cap. <laughs> right. It was hella funny, bro, because it was it was a friend that like years ago, he told our like he told our couple, like, hey man, if I ever pass away, can you please, uh, um, what is it, like arrange my funeral, like you know, do all the five dollars stuff, and like it was a promise that like Uncle uh had to keep. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, that's yeah, dope. Yeah. I was like, that's dope, bro. <laughs> and so you're like. Uncle Acapo had Lomi driving everywhere, bro, from Utah to L.A., to the Bay, back to L.A., back to Utah. I was like, I don't envy you, bro. What, what's the follow up and love it process? Like, if you if you had to do that, 
what would you have to do from beginning to end of the funeral? <clears throat> Shit, man. Notify you got to go tell everybody. Yeah, you got to tell everybody. Um, yeah, notifying everybody of the death, of the passing. Um, coordinate which family, which house is going to be. Which house is going to be the one that takes all Headquarters. the family? Yeah. Um, when you do have the funeral, uh, which one of the five hours are going to be the ones that's doing the launga? Who's, you know what I mean? Who's going to do that? And Forrest, bro, correct me if I'm wrong in any step. Was, I just, I'm only knowing this from fouls then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, then like if the, whatever reception happens afterwards, all the kiokusis, whoever gets the envelope, whoever's doing the kaisua. Who's doing all those fouls? Uh, who's, uh, yeah, who's whoever's doing the full uh, all that shit, bro. Whoever's doing the Kalafat Fatal Hawaii for when everybody comes. Um, would you be doing that or would you delegate? Man, was, I'm legit. I legit be talking with my mom and dad every day about learning any, uh, what is it, full of Awas. You should. So, yeah, you should. Good. Yeah. So definitely, um, every, that'll be really good because you will get an envelope. Uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but also, it uh, as as what we're doing, it'll put you into rooms that, um, damn yeah, people in our generation won't be able to get into because you know these older people will be so impressed with you being able to do that stuff that it's like it's an automatic in for you when in some of these circles. Right, you know Samoa, you know, you know Samoa old people, man. They're real old school. So if you come with some old school stuff, it's like you can be like my age, 42, and they'll be like, oh, I'm 12 and I know how to do it. Like, but it really puts you, it puts you into a whole different um it puts you into a whole different group. It ends you into like places you probably wouldn't be able to get into. And it puts some nice change in your pocket. <laughs> it's an yeah, envelope, bro. All that it's like uh yeah, I mean like that's that's everything I'll be thinking about like building the brand, building my, my personal credit, building money with my family, you feel me? And like how do we change like this whole shit? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for real. Like I gotta learn my language with my culture from the ground up. I mean, I'm thirty years old. I'm only indirectly familiar with it, you know what I mean? Like I haven't been the one running anything, you know what I mean? And like me and all my cousins is in the same boat, bro. Like all of our fat Samoa is conversational. You feel me? I for sure can't off the top of the dome do, uh, you know what I mean? Do a lot yeah. out of nowhere. You feel me? No, Forrest, yeah. Forrest probably on that level. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, I, I mean? wish, man. I, <laughs> man. So, I mean, I when I went to high school, it, it's required in Samoa uh, at Marist. We get Samoan class, obviously. But, uh, you know, being raised like you guys uh, in the States, partially in Samoa, it, that was my hardest class, so by far, because you think you can speak Samoan until you have to learn formal Samoan, <laughs> and you say something yeah. in your laugua that you thought you was cool. You wrote your little laugua, and then the guy's like, "No, disrespectful." Like, I said, <laughs> right, "I just did what you said." Disrespect, right? I mean, I'm like I, I be asking my mom, my mom and dad to like write in this notebook for whenever I get home from work or whenever I got time, right? So I'll be trying to go over it. You know, go, like go over with my dad when I get off work or when I connect him to his uh, dialysis machine, bro. And like my dad's be laying on the bed like this. Right? Like just listening, <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> what was the minute he fucked up? You know? 
<laughs> in a minute, he fucking ran into the... Huh? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but you learn it every day, man. You got, like, trying day lessons. Yeah, bro, because, like, so, I don't know. It's like a... I want to learn my culture, bro. If if the if the goal of Levasa is to, like, I guess, build up and, like, showcase the different cultures and languages of the South Pacific... I for sure don't want somebody to pull my card and be like, so they lay no fast You know what I mean? Right. So what, what culture are you putting on for it? It's like may, maybe I shouldn't think like that, but like it's like, oh shit, let me learn let me learn my shit from the ground. Let me just be ready. Right. It's like damn, bro. They flex back real quick. <laughs> right. You trying to check me? Let me check you. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Because it's like that, that, that for sure happens a lot, man. Like uh um, from a little Filipino who used to run around with the village kids. And I could understand that shit, but I couldn't talk shit back to them in their language. Yeah. It's such a good feeling when you can, you know, the day I started, and my thing was when I was learning, uh, my mom used to tell me all the time, slow down. So that'll be my first. If you ever take any advice from me when you're speaking to someone, slow down. For us, that it's our second language. Slow down and say what you're saying. Because I literally just kind of like I was excited and I just get by whatever I was saying and then it wouldn't sound authentic because i was speeding it up oh, but the okay. day that i could speak that shit was the happiest day of my life when i went back playing with the kids and like wow you know what i mean <laughs> I spin back, it's back and forth and they're like oh are you trying you know what i mean <laughs> friends it's, right it sucks that that's how you're accepted <laughs> but <laughs> to be accepted by the Samuel Ball kids in the village, it's hey. the best feeling ever, man. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh, he outside now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, one of us, you say. It's like <laughs> one of the comments you get is like, oh, Shorty, nah, I don't want Samuel. I'm going to tell you, whatever Samuel is. Always been. But for for like how you were saying, I feel you, man. Like, you don't want people to be like, Try to call you out on you putting on for the culture, and then somebody asks you something about the culture, and then like, oh, he's not really about the culture, he's trying to get money. And yeah, you know, there's I mean. always gonna be people like that. Let me tell you, always, always gonna be somebody that has something to say, but that's not what you're trying to do. No, that's definitely not. I mean, what Eri's trying to do is really learn the culture, it'll help him understand the culture, but it'll also, I think, for me, it would, um. It will put a lot more behind what I'm doing. It'll make me even more want to do stuff. You know? Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? It's like a it's like a deeper uh, sense of appreciation, right? Yeah. My my favorite thing is like uh when anybody comes and they're like, yo, what what does Levasa mean? You know what I mean? And I first I first like when I first started, I was like, shit, the way my dad told me was just Levasa is the wide ocean, Moana is the deep ocean, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh <laughs> they differentiate yeah. those two. Right. It's a you know a Sunday school song, bro. Hey, but yeah, that's how I first explained it. But like, you know, it, it got like more into the culture. It's like, uh, you know, what, what is it? What is the term? Uh, you know what I mean? Navigators of yeah. uh, navigators of the waters that traveled from island to island. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what the brand is. I, I want to represent every island in the South Pacific, not just Samoa because I'm Samoa. And so like, that's what, that's what like, I don't want to say that's the selling point, but that's the, uh, that's the, that is the, that's brand. the mission statement. Yeah. That's the branding point. You know what I mean? It's the right. mission statement, bro. Like, 
Um, so that's why, like, I'm always peeping game if I see anybody from any other islands, like the Marianas Islands, uh, Micronesia, any of the Melanesians, the Fijians, the um, Tuvaluans that I meet at, 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 at any event. You know what I mean? I'm always getting game. Like, hey, bro, what are, what are some uh, sayings that y'all say? You know what I mean? Or, or, or like, what's the cultural thing y'all do? Like, the, the way we do Falavlavis. And they're like, oh, man. Uh, you know, like, our funerals are different. They're they're just as long, but we do other things. You know what I mean? Something like that. It's like, yeah. always a student, bro. Like, half my time at these pop-ups, bro, is just me legit trying to um, just learn from people. You feel me? And then, like, if they end up buying a shirt, cool, bro. But, like, I got some game to go back to the drawing board with and make a design for that culture. You know what I mean? Like, Think um, about this, man. Think about this. How you're helping these kids who work out in the States who are Polynesian, Melanesian, whatever, you're giving them an identity. Some of these kids don't have an identity to their culture. And that's what you're putting out for them. They can identify them. You know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, knowing and you learning and speaking the language is um, good and helpful, but also not to make that like you have to be this much someone to no partake right right yeah we're gonna have to plan a trip back home you know one of the best things you could ever do and it's one of the best things i ever did while i was learning marine science trying to learn stories and methods of how they fish is to go sit at the market in Hong Kong or the market in apia and just sit down with these old dudes they i mean they'll they'll make you laugh but at the same time they'll put you on the things that no book could put you on to. You know what I mean? Hello down, bro. Yeah. Like having conversations with you guys and learning about yeah. you know, no, what yeah. you're talking about instead of just yeah. trying to find it already, already they made. Have a, they have a program <laughs> in, um, in Povoyai right now, a uh, summer program. Uh, you enroll your kids and they teach you about the culture. They show the kids how to do the umu, all that stuff through the whole song. So you put your kids in that, they go in the morning and they'll teach them something new every day. And so it's pretty dope that I forgot who developed it. I think it's the Alvin Lavio family, but yeah, they have a whole, uh, they cleared out this land, made a couple umus, uh, basket weaving, all that stuff, teaching them the language, which is pretty dope. You think like, you know, in Samoa, why would you teach it? But there's a lot of kids in Samoa who don't speak Samoa. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Just being in contact with it, like I was speaking a lot more Samoan when I was working downtown, and oh, for sure, with yeah. old Samoan guys um, <laughs> than I do now. <laughs> with my four month old, she doesn't know Samoan. She just says, "Ah, that's a hey, old who's what up, bro? I got the I got the peak out go he hanging over there. Uh, hey, swing it. <laughs> I'll bring that. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, bro. I'll bring that up. But yeah, yeah, that it was like be good. all that all that is like because even I've been like planning like I want to do big ass dreams, bro. Things down the road, but I, I want to do a fashion show, bro. I want to I want to like I want to do like a like photo shoots, right? But like that highlight the culture, man. So like. That uh, that idea I, I sent you on IG a couple of weeks ago. That like a video, yeah, because we just had a tough silent night, and I was like, bruh, that family vibe is what I want for like a photo shoot." You know yeah, what I mean? like I, I don't want it to be upscale, bougie type shit. That that people like that people 
that everybody's going to try to do. Yeah, you know, because like that, I'm not, I don't want to say it's bougie, like it's unattainable, but it's like, that's not me. I, of course, right. I want to get into like higher end casual clothing, but like, I want the vibe of like the Tausala night, you know, because like all my nieces, all my nephews, uh, they was all like trying to get ready for the, you know, for the different sivas. Mm-hmm. They like, we had them do their, all of their dance items uh, for my niece's graduation um, at the end of the siva as well. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, because, you know, after the, after everybody was done with their Siva, everybody was wearing hoodies and the crewnecks, but everybody still had, like, the baby oil and, like, the yeah. lipstick on their face. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Everybody was just hanging out. And I was like, bro, right. that shit, that, that's that nostalgic feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I want to capture that, you know, photo shoot with the family. Um, you know what I mean? I want to call it, like, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, so, like, it's like, imagine, like, a slow, uh, uh, a, a video shot. It's like uh, me and fucking... All of us, bro. Like the, the the first niggas I ever talked Levasa with, bro. The, the found like the first team. I wanted to be like first wave founders, and like the camera keeps crawling past us and be like next wave flourish, and it's the next generation. You feel me? Like mm. um, that's all the kids. You know what I mean? Wearing the wearing the gear, but you know they still got the lipstick on their face, face still fucking shiny from baby oil and shit. You know what I mean? But like it's like that feeling. Looks like I I legit gotta figure out how to recreate that in a photo setting. You know what I mean? So, like, that's for sure something I got to keep develop, like, keep talking with y'all about. Because, like, um, that's that's something I'm, I'm talking with Petey a lot about as well. It's like, the photo is very powerful. It's just as powerful as video. You know what I mean? So, but it's like creating, how do you create that that vibe, that moment? That's yeah, I'm saying, would you have to do it live at a tell solid night? And right. just be you know backstage? I mean? But then you've got to, like, set up your shots, right? Like you know what you want as like a photographer. I think at a if it's or at just, like a, a setting like that, I tell Solid Night, I think your shots don't have to be set up. I think uh candid. I think it'd be the candid shots will be great for what Uri's trying to do. And then it'll pan into like Uri said, you can pan in and out from the Tau Solid Night to the barbecue, back to the Tau Solid Night to the barbecue, and then mm-hmm. they can pan into like like Yeah, because like all the every photo shoot idea I have, bro, like I don't want it to be uh I want it to be like places where our people would be at naturally. Like we not finna be on an empty city street. Uh, you know what I mean? Going like going like this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you feel me? We not finna be in an empty city street leaning against the brick wall. You know what I mean? For no reason, bro. Like we finna we busy, bro. We doing family shit. We we doing family. <laughs> like I want to have photo shoots doing that. Like you know what I mean? Uh, None of that people, set up. Like yeah, for you a know look. what I mean? Like doing for hours. Doing doing for hours. Getting the breakfast ready for you know when. When the when the church <laughs> when the church uh, comes for the Mafkanga or the Fanga May, you know what I mean? Shit like that. It's like I just want them to be wearing like Levasa merch, Levasa hoodies, um, in the midst of doing all that, you know what I mean? Product That's placement good. type shit. I got another idea for you too, you I'm trying to shoot it right now. I took some shots already with my niece, but if you can have one of your nieces or cousins as she's doing for hours in more of like a modern day business setting and doing some more for hours, and then you can have her in a Traditional Kuinga and uh, Samoan wear in the city doing city shit. What are some of the examples of that you found? Uh, I mean, it's just the cross culture between how we're we've migrated to the states, and um, instead of maybe losing our culture, trying to integrate our culture into both. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're gonna have to work, do our jobs at the same time. We're gonna have to do our our duties as uh, Samoan children to help our parents do the fields around the house. You know, it's hard for for. Especially, I grew up in 
EY grew up in the church. So he's got to do the church vows. He's got to do his parents' vows. He's still got to go out and live in this modern world. You know what I mean? So he's everything right now. And to see that cross-cultured into a photo shoot would be dope. And uh, so my niece, I've had her, she just graduated. She graduated with a degree in uh, double major, sociology, psychology. So I have her in like, you know, business suit at the house. She's doing a, like, uh, what do we have? Uh, it just so happens um, my aunts and uncles were there for the for the party, her graduation party and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So they had like someone stuff, you know, sit down on the ground, kids sitting down listening, or, you know, just doing, serving the family. And then in the city, just walking around, like uh, if you're in Modesto or you're back in the Fresco, they have, you know, uh, little streets there. You go shopping, she can pop in and out of shops, shopping for like, hell, you can have her in one of the, take her down to uh, freaking Melrose, have her pop in one of those expensive shops in Okulima and traditional shit, just because we're here. We're here to stay as a culture, as a people, you know what I mean? We out here. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're part of society and communities. And and I think our culture has a lot to offer to, to wherever we're at, where we're established. We've done a lot of assimilating. Yes. And like dumping culture to to fit in. So, hey man, we're in GTA. <laughs> what? That's how one's in GTA. She, we made it. <laughs> hey, what's up? Wait. <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto? You didn't know that? Yeah, bro. San no, Andreas. no. Okay. So, the only someone in the video, in that video game, I think was the prostitute. Okay. No. So, they do have, they have, was there a main character around. or like, uh, a, they have like dudes walking around the city. Cause you know, it's supposed to be like LA out there. So, oh, they the, got dudes. oh San Andreas? Yeah. They have one in San Andreas and GTA 5. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was NPCs. thinking Vice City. Yeah. One of the NPCs like, what's up? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> they say the bad boys. Yeah. It's funny. What's up with uh, Call of Duty? Oh, man. I, I just got back on like a week ago. So, I mean, I was off right before. Right now, I'm getting smacked by like four-year-olds. <laughs> do you, E-Rod, do you guys have Call of Duty? Uh, bro, V's on that tough right now. Is hey, is that California. the one that's playing Call of Duty on your account? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Because I was like, I, was, I, I haven't played games in hell. Run long. twos with Eri. It's like no, it'd be boat. <laughs> yeah, hey, V's V's hella good, bro. It's hella funny. Hey, so the reason he's not playing his PS4 is because our fucking husky chewed up all his PlayStation controllers. Yo, because of what this. Is was, it? Check this. Was, check what happened. I knew the I fucking I knew the day the dog figured this shit out, bro. The dog was <laughs> sitting next. The dog was sitting next to Va with his the controller in hand. The dog was looking at the screen like this. <laughs> and then Bob you put the shit down. that over here, bro. Bob put that shit down. We go to the store. We come back. This nigga's fucking the controller. <laughs> oh, you walk back in and he's got the controller in his mouth. <laughs> the controller's bro half broken. The shit's outside. He dragged yeah. it. He threw it around like it was a bone. <laughs> bro, that it's shit shaped me... like a bone. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah, that shit had me dying, bro. And like. It was all funny because V was hella mad, bro. Like he broke the last controller. <laughs> I was like, Fuck! That's my last controller. I'm over here like, nigga, calm down, bro. It's just a game, bro. I was like, he didn't, he didn't fuck up your controller. <laughs> Did he eat your mouse? Huh? Did he eat your laptop? Huh? Did he eat your microphone? Because <laughs> he didn't fuck up your controller. Shut up! I was like, all right, man, all right, bro. <laughs> where, where did you get that? He's a husky or Siberian? What is he? Oh uh, yeah, Siberian husky. Siberian husky. 
What's that been like this summer? Uh, that motherfucker be hot. I try to get the, uh, get him tired, bro. Like, go take him on a walk. Mm-hmm. But fucking my ass be get like I be gassed before he is. Is he a purebred? You be gassed before he overheats. Yeah, bro. I was like, what the fuck? How do you have so much energy? But he could, he be getting back to the house and he be drinking like as much water as me. So that's yeah. just hella funny. So we gotta keep him like in a we gotta keep him in a cool dark place, hella water. How at least during the summer. Uh, he's a year and four months. Jeez. Uh, year and five uh, months. Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, it was my cousin's dog, bro. But they live in like the town, like right next to us, and it was in an apartment complex, right? So they got the dog when he was a puppy. Supervisor was like, "Bet that's cool. You can keep the dog." Dog got hella big. Supervisor was like, "Hey, y'all gotta get rid of the dog. Hey, it's not cool no more. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog got a lot bigger than the puppy." Said, hey, jokes. Sorry. <laughs> like, jokes. Remember what I said? <laughs> right. Circumstances have changed. Yeah, See what happened. The dog ate my PlayStation controller. <laughs> he has to go. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's fucking. It's cool though. It's a uh, good to have a dog around. Cause like my dad, uh, for my dad. Like, dad uh, likes dogs. Yeah. Yeah, cause they named it after the first dog we had. It was uh, Kimo. When we lived in South San Francisco, uh-huh. we had an all white uh, Samoyed, and it was called called Kimo. It's an all white husky. My cousins called him Kimo, and so like, uh, what is it? They told me. <laughs> Hella, hella funny, brother. My cousins went straight to my dad. Didn't even ask anybody else. They're like, "Oh, we don't want to give Kimo." And my dad, you know, like we asked my dad, he's like, "Okay, we'll take him." Like, give him <laughs> but, all right, <laughs> all right, we'll take your dog. Yeah, bro. How long cool, did bro. you have the first chemo? Uh, man, bro, fell along. But then we went on a Hawaii trip, and I guess we had asked one of our other relatives to uh, watch the dog. Then we came back, and they had lost the dog. So. That, Damn. Yeah, so I was like, my dad, like, sore off never getting another dog. Your dad was mad? He's like, I'm never getting another one. I don't want to be this heartbroken again. Yeah, it's just like that. Until but someone he, brought it, and then he was like, oh, yeah, having a dog is great. Yeah, because the, <laughs> bro, the, dog, the dog looks exactly like you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, so that's, Same that's name. So, yeah, so that's what's on my dad, bro. But, like, it, it's good, bro, because my, my dad's older. He's hella sick, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he does peritoneal dialysis. And so, like, we gotta watch his fluid sugar every day, you know what I mean? And like, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to learn as much as I can from my dad, bro, because uh, we don't know how long that will last. I feel it, you know, for I mean? real. It's, you know, what I mean that whole. Is that what drives your like your talking and trying to soak up all that information? Is knowing yeah, that man. time is limited? Yeah, man. A lot of it's either like desperation and inspiration. It's just like, shoot, bro. Like, because my my dad my dad is a good speaker my mom is a good writer uh so like i want to get the both i want to like i want to i want to get both of those skills from them you know what i mean as far as like uh writing laungas or any or any like any talks about any family function you know what i mean like they, my dad was always wanting to speak my dad knows hella and um hella you know what i mean for for every village bro yeah and uh either i just sit and soak up game i don't understand the context behind a lot of the stuff he's been teaching me you know what i mean but I gotta sit. I gotta sit. Like, uh, this next event, family event, we finna have is like my grandma's ninety fifth, right? And so, like, my uncle was like, "Hey, ninety fifth, nice, flexing." And like, um, my uncle was like, "Yo, we want all your generation to like run the whole thing." You know what I mean? If you guys want to do all the fast out more stuff, do as much as you can. If you need help with anything, let us know. But how y'all like it? But like, how what y'all gonna do? You know what I mean? And it's like, man, that's what's up. Hey. Guys, 
have a baby. Hi, Norji. She's four yeah. months old and two What you crying for? These are your uncles. She's very pale. Uh, we had her uh, four-month appointment today. She is 17 pounds. Oh, no. I know. She's 17 Jeez, pounds. Jeez. 20, 26 inches. Ugh. Ugh. You sick with it. <laughs> she's growing. She's uh, she's getting big. She's getting heavy. She can't wait to meet you guys. Hey, Brad. How many diapers do you go through a day? Diapers per day? Diapers per day? Uh, eight to nine? Eight to nine? Eight to nine. Luke, how many? <laughs> how many? Luke, you have a one-year-old. Luke, what are you averaging? Diapers <laughs> what are you, you averaging, have? Luke? Or how is potty training going? It's going awesome. Uh, we're trying to, you know, transfer over to uh, no diapers, and it's not working right now. But <laughs> it's it's a work in progress. Abby, how many diapers a day you think? Probably like four. Nice, oh. nice. Yeah, we also just got to a point where she's starting to sleep at night, so we can also sleep at night. And now everyone's hey. doing a lot better. Happy I see. You, I see where all that gray in your beard is coming from. Hey, yes. <laughs> a little salt with that pepper. Yes. <laughs> we are growing and getting old. There she goes. Thank you for visiting <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excited for you guys to be here this week. Um, we'll probably bring her to the festival for one of the days and deuces. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, sorry, <laughs> you just missed the, uh, cutest baby in the world. Yeah. No, it's their last. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we had measurements. They said she could start eating food soon. Um, more baby vaccine shots, uh, polio, riboflavin, uh, hepatitis, those stuff. But yeah, she's uh, super big, 98 percentile in length and weight and head diameter, cranium. Yeah, it's a big ass healthy baby. I was FaceTiming with my mom, right? (laughs) And she was just like, Oh man, she's so pretty. Oh, so outlays. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. And I was like, you sound like you're confused as to how that happened. <laughs> Such a good looking baby. I was like, are you surprised? She's like, oh, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> she's very cute. I was like, but why do you keep saying it like you're trying? <laughs> it's my child. Right, right. For the rest of the rest of the rest of life, are you finna hear? I need force. Gonna force king. Oh, why? Why? Gonna. Man, that I that's a life that you right, right? Because I go to family functions today, and all I hear is, "Hey, can I force? Come on." <laughs> well, what did you want me to do? Stay a baby? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, the, ooh, that's piercing. Ooh, mm, that's piercing. Mm. <laughs> Thought on that one. He, he had that one loaded. Like I'm trying, goddammit. <laughs> hey, seen you in the gym, man. What's the gym schedule like? Every day. Oh man. Every day. Every day. Every day. He said, "When?" I don't Only have on- that. 
uh, only I started, on the day. So I went back. Uh, I've been in the gym consistently again for another two weeks. I took like a, a two week break. I was I was hurting, so I took a two week break. I'm back in the gym consistently. Now it's been like four days. So just yesterday, uh, if I'm feeling really good, I'm I'll go like around eleven. I lift for like hour and a half. Come home, do something like this, shower, go back like around twelve in the evening, and just do cardio there for like a two hour stand. So lift and then cardio. Got you, man. What are you? Yeah. Let's go ball you, about that twenty four on the pearl, bro. <laughs> oh, see, see. Why are you hurting yourself, man? You know what? Because it's better to hurt myself that way than to have a heart attack in a month or two. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like. That's I'm trying to be here to help everybody, man. And that uh, turkey tail for to raise the cholesterol, my guy. You see, and that's what I'm saying. So let's talk fact, about that. Fun fact: since Where did turkey kid, tails come from? Turkey tail has been my kryptonite. For you, bake, barbecue, fry that mug. I'm eating it. It's been my favorite since I was a kid. It's I can tell you, just fat with and strips that's why it's the best. of meat. <laughs> Turkey hey, tails or cigarettes, bro. which is worse for Islanders. Has, has, hey, Lucas, you ever eat turkey tails, bro? Turkey tails. <laughs> oh, right. Luke, man. Oh, let's ask Luke. Thing. Luke, have you ever had a uh, roasted turkey tail? I have not. I don't <laughs> think I have. Luke said they keep that part of the turkey. <laughs> hey, hey, this weekend, bro, we eating that, bro. Oh man! You wanna have a barbecue this weekend? Hey, bro, I'm I'm buying the I'm buying the movie PP right now. Luke, you finna eat the turkey tail this weekend, family? Oh yeah. Movie PP turkey tail is the best thing on a grill ever. I don't care. <laughs> All right, you grill it. You grill it up. Give me a little explanation. How does this work? We're getting a little. What are we putting on? Yeah, you can bake it. You can grill it. What I is mean, it made out of? It's booty, bro. You're fat. It's the, the, <laughs> the sheiks. Hey, you never know. What <laughs> one of these turkeys could be doing squats? You never know. <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say. Wait, I don't know. I can't even compare to be it clear. It's not actual turkey. Hey, what? It's, is it turkey? Yeah, it is. A... So, have you ever seen like when you bake a chicken? Okay, on a chicken, it's really small. At the end of the of the chicken, when you bake a chicken, but on these turkeys because they're so big, they come out like that. They're, that they're, they're actual turkey. Yeah, because so the, the story you know, is the the that, turkey the turkey plumes are. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turkey, turkey plumes are a lot bigger than a rooster. Right, the right. Plumes, you know, those are the turkeys that dance at the strip club. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the story so is fat. It's turkey fat. It, there's there's a little meat in it, but most of it is the fat. <laughs> there's there's a little meat. meat under the fat. What percentage would you say of a turkey uh, tail is meat, and I'm what is fat? Generous and say twenty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was gonna say eighty-five, fifteen. <laughs> but so the story is ninety-three-seven. Uh, in like uh, in I think it started. I want to say they said Australia, New Zealand, somewhere, um, and in the, in the states as well. Is is that's the part of the turkey that. Um, Rich people used to cut off and give to the poor people, and poor people used to buy it because you know what I mean. The rich people didn't want it. It was the fatty stuff that they couldn't sell, so they repackaged right. it as a delicacy. Right, shipped it to the islands. Right, started frying it up and eating it regularly and made it a as a delicacy. 
And Bro, now man. look at your arteries. So I like so I like chitlins. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I like yeah. tripe. The intestines. You feel me? We made something out of nothing. Is what I see. I see. Re- <laughs> I see resilience when I see the turkey tail. Yeah. What I see is <laughs> if there's one, I can't eat perseverance. tripe. Perseverance. I see perseverance when I see the turkey innovation. Tail. You know what I mean? Ooh, something out of nothing. Yeah. Is it really fatty? Is it bad for your heart? Yeah. <laughs> but do do we survive? <laughs> well, will you have enjoyed? Point? Will you have enjoyed your life while while eating it? Yeah. That's, there's a lady. Have you that, lived yeah. a life if you have not had a turkey tail? There's a lady in Vegas. <laughs> my sister, you seen the picture of the monopole my sister made, but so my sorry, since my sister lives in Federal Way, that's too far for me to get one every Sunday. There is a lady here in Vancouver that makes turkey tail monopoles. They are amazing. Amazing. Wait, where? Here in Vancouver. Nice. I can make them, but I don't know how to make the dough like my sister does. So they come out. What's uh, what's on a what's in a monopool from in Vancouver? Are you talking about just like for a, it's a turkey pork bun? Tail? Oh, turkey tail. Uh, mm-hmm. Here is an adobo turkey tail recipe: three pounds of turkey tail, reduced sodium soy sauce, water, wine vinegar, bay leaves, uh, cloves of gar- chopped don't garlic, you, and black don't pepper. You never swear again and say reduced sodium. <laughs> it, hey, says, hey, hey. it says reduced sodium. Hey, hey, hey. those are rookie numbers. Got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I'm sure you still get plenty of flavor <laughs> if the fat is only soaked in. Half sodium soy sauce. Okay. You still get plenty okay. of crunch. Don't worry. But basically, yeah, basically you can soak it in like a. I know you've been to a barbecue that Lance has made barbecue at, uh, Luke. So like, mm. have you? I don't think I've ever barbecued with Luke. Mm, Luke, well, I mean, you can look up like a Polynesian barbecue. So we don't do like regular barbecue sauce. We right. soak our chicken in the sauce that we make. Soy which, sauce. <laughs> which which contains heavy amount of soy sauce. We used to put everything in there. Right. Like Gatorade. Right. Coors Light. Uh, orange juice. Yeah. Orange what juice. is what is the... What Apples is the, and limes. Hella sugar. Hella, just hella the, ketchup. We just need water. Fuck? What is we doing, bro? We're gonna give we're gonna give Luke each of our go-to sauces. So when I make my sauce, I'll do soy sauce. I'll do uh one of those big gallon or yeah, is it a gallon? Of the soy sauce liter yeah. or one of those the bigger two one liter. I'll, do, I'll do that and then I'll do half of that can water and then I'll go brown sugar, I'll do tomatoes, I'll do orange juice, and then ginger and uh, green onions. And what are what goes in that mix? Uh, you could put turkey tail in it. You could put your chicken in it, and uh, hot dogs. Don't put steak in there because yeah, it might be too much. Like, it might be too. You can make a different sauce. You can put the steak in there, but I like my steak not soy saucy. <laughs> I like my steak steak. <laughs> <laughs> I like my steak to taste like steak. Well, you know, it- I that sounds delicious. I. That's what I do. I know E. Ryan Lance have their own uh, go-to. Yeah, mine is soy sauce base with garlic and onions, green onions. Okay. Yeah, mine is soy sauce onions. base with uh, anything you have in your kitchen. Utility bill envelope. Amen. Hey, bill. Uh, <laughs> hey, Get some of that glue. Uh, <laughs> all the all the sauces from the fast food restaurants that you don't use. All the buttermilk from Jack in the Box. 
Uh, We've got such a large bag in the refrigerator drawer of different sauce packs. While we're talking about this. All of those, bro. And then you end up with just a very eclectic tasting sauce. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but it, it gives, okay. So you put the chicken in it and it grills. It's like a, like a salty, like a soy sauce, right? It's soy, it's, right. It's, it's I mean, so sauce. I think it's Korea, mostly like Korean, Japanese style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Korean style. We'll, we'll say Korean barbecue. If you taste it, Korean barbecue, yeah. it's, Pretty much that, but everybody has like mine's gonna be a lot sweeter than Korean barbecue. Uh, Lance might be a little saltier. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mine's gonna be using hella grapefruit juice, okay. and ketchup. Yeah. Mom, ketchup. So the more sweet stuff you put in it, that's like you're gonna get sweet chicken. Yeah. To yeah. like kind of offset that salty of the soy sauce. Yeah. Yeah, man. My my grandpa be doing a. Uh, he be marinating the pork with like hella grapefruit juice, sugar, ketchup, Ooh. and I should just be ending up hella like spicy and tangy and shit. Grapefruit. I, yeah. I tell you this, Luke, yeah. once you like, eat barbecue, after we make barbecue, you won't go back to regular barbecue. Hey, this weekend, bro, we're going up. Who making a potato hey. salad, bro? Who making I'm a potato there. salad? I'm in there with the potato salad. <laughs> Let's go. It's what I can do. <laughs> hey, be unit, bro. So hey, be unit. The return of Iran. Man, you said buttermilk. I'm going to tell a little side story before we continue. When I was in you college. Said buttermilk? He said buttermilk. But when I was in college... Let me tell you, financial aid was a little slow. My scholarship check was slow. So one day we were like, damn, we ain't got nothing to eat. Hustle alert. We literally made some rice, <laughs> fried up some onions, put it on the rice, and spilled <laughs> some buttermilk on it. And we had that for two nights in a row. <laughs> hey, hey, bust it. Bust it, it was. You had a buttermilk bust. You had for two nights. Buttermilk, butter onion, and rice. And rice. I'm gonna lie, I, was, I, I, I put that onions. over. I put that over Simon one time. That's the struggliest thing of buttermilk onions <laughs> with rice. <laughs> you over here trying to double up the onion <laughs> so he <laughs> switches into something right. that tastes like meat. And you know how bad it was. Nah, hey, so we got regular onions and caramelized onions. Right. I was like, hey, which one do you want? <laughs> And the only reason we got out of eating that is because I I like I, I was done. I couldn't do it another night. <laughs> like, so I no. called my sister. I was like, hey, look. <laughs> hey, look. I know I'm supposed to be in school, living in school. But <laughs> I'm coming to your house and we have no food at my house. She took me shopping that night. <laughs> hey, man. Clutch. Love your sister, man. Yeah. No. Thank God for older sisters. Clutch. Oh, that's hilarious, bro. What do you what guys? Is, uh, that's funny. The struggliest meal. What is the struggliest meal you ever had, bro? Well, that was it. <laughs> that was it, man. Like a ketchup sandwich? Oh, well, sugar sandwiches. <laughs> sugar right. sandwiches or, or like uh, hot rice with sugar and butter? Mm. Hot rice with sugar that and butter? Good. That's pretty good. Uh, or uh, the old time on staple? <laughs> Wait, what? Milk rice and sugar? <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, milk rice and sugar. That's all you need. I tried right. to make cocoa rice last week. But if you should have asked for the recipe beforehand, yeah, bro. <laughs> Try to freestyle some leftover rice. Hit it with the nest quick. No, not good. Yeah, I messed that up. Telling you, Luke on or camera. If, if you're on government assistance, you know, uh, government cheese. Yo, shout out food stamps. Hey, government cheese, a can of uh, chili, and some uh, corn chips. Microwaves. You don't qualify for food stamps with already having a kid? Washington, some haters, man. What are y'all doing right. up there? 
let the people live. That's Do you crazy. know how how much better your life can be when you qualify and obtain food stamps? You don't have to spend your money on food. No, I mean you could also use it to buy hot pockets. Yeah, bro. Like they don't audit what food you're getting. Like it used to be like you only certain things are WIC approved, so you can only yeah. get the green beans and frozen corn. No, you get bro, you get food stamps. You can just stock up your be, kitchen money, with yeah. food. Buy a whole bunch of meat. Actually, look, you should look into it because Washington is a, a a woman friendly state. If you're there should be a way oh, that, for sure, like, yeah. that your wife can get food stamps. Even if you don't apply together or you, your wife should be able to apply somewhere and get some kind of assistance. Yeah, that wick, that wick is very supportive. Wick too. Yeah. Women, okay. infant, and children, and then organs yeah, so snap. At a certain point, your wife should be able to get food stamps too. So you guys should look into that. Because Washington is a very woman-friendly state. Hey, bro, check. My also out here has three kids, right? Uh, but he he be he be making plates. This motherfucker began, I, I think, like a thousand to twelve hundred food stamps a month. Sounds about right. Oh, and right? flipping it to make plates bro, and selling the plates to do the for plate more. sales, bro. That's and smart. This, this nigga, he's using free money to do the plate sales. Get that money back. That's all profit. Yeah, bring that back all to the profit. house. Yeah, you feel me? And like, I I. I Bro, I was like, oh, let me know whenever you have a place here, bro. I'm cashing out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I love that shit, bro. And I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing that makes me want to like, build a brand. It's like, oh, man, I want to I wanna have events to have, like, have him cater, get some cash in his pocket. You feel me? Like, that's the goal, bro. You know what I mean? It's what you can do for your people. You know what I mean? So I want to, I want to, th- I think legally you're not supposed to do that, but yeah, I feel like it's also use all the resources that are available to you because not right. everybody has them. And also, no one's really checking. I mean, legally, you're not supposed to shoot up in the street, but just on Saturday, I had someone shoot up in the front of my bar, so whatever. Said legally, and what is happening out there on the streets are different things. Uh, Uh, Yeah. No, but like food stamps, uh, rental assistance, uh, any kind of supplemental thing like that that's set aside to help its state citizens is something Mm -hmm. you should take advantage of but of course those resources country. aren't always the easily uh easily accessible right but oh, yeah bro. they do no. change your life like yeah bro hit up every nonprofit or organization in your neighborhood look that up yeah. look that up asap you feel me because like they are the ones that have funding to be able to like give out resources like that bro like there's food banks in every area bro there's there's there's, there's money out there Luke. Man, because like, what if see what if someone sees me in line at a food bank getting food? And tell them mind their fucking business. <laughs> mind your fucking exactly, business. Exactly, bro. I'm not trying to spend a hundred dollars on these groceries that they're giving out for free. Right, bro. Like there's out even out here, um people like they would they was putting groceries on shelves, but now like there's some neighborhoods, bro. Uh I think I saw them out in the bay. They just got like a refrigerator, bro, sitting outside. I mean, like they got like a shade over an hour. Nice. Summer. You know what I mean? The people just take whatever they want. You Community know what I mean? you fridge. Got, bro, but right. you got local, you got people who be growing shit locally. You know what I mean? They 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 get whatever they, they can. Mean. They clean That's it. Dope. They rinse everything. They package it. And then they put it in that fridge. You That's know what dope. I mean? And like that is a very like thriving mindset. You feel me? Like everybody can share. Everybody can get right. it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's hella dope to me. Community-based um, thinking. Yeah, bro. Like, what is uh, what is the difference between a surviving and thriving mindset, and why are they mutually exclusive? Uh, 
one they can't happen at the same time, bro. Like survival, you can't, you can't be in survival mode and also grow at the same time. Oh, nah, okay. if you're in survival mode, all you're thinking about is your survival. You're not thinking about the growth of everything else. If survival is I gotta take for mine, diving is I gotta share for ours. Um, mm. It's a it's a different it's a, it's a different aspect. You feel me? Like um, a lot a lot of folks I grew up with how he out here, bro. Like they everybody's hustling every angle out here. Um, and when I come through and, you know what I mean, somebody used to fuck with them on that tip back in the day, it's like, uh, it was good. It was like, let's go work. Let's take a trip. And I'm like, nah, let me show you how to print some shirts. It was like, let me show you how to take take all that food you know how to cook. Let's make a place sale, bro. Like, hey, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, you you good with this aspect? I started a fucking furniture moving company. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, you was working construction and painting in Hawaii. Uh, there's a lot of people out here that's moving into like new houses. You feel me? There's different companies that are downscaling into different warehouses. Get in, get in there. Your, your skills like are for your skills are being sought somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, You're saying that anybody can use things that they've learned and expertise that they've given in the jobs that they've had to make their own business. Uh, yeah, or at least to get a dollar, but like you don't have to put your freedom on the line. You don't have right. to put right. your put your health at risk. You know what I mean? Uh, to to get some money. You know what I mean? There's there's always a there's always a better way to do it. You know what I mean? So like that's why I'm always stressing that like I gotta give as much game as I get whenever I learn anything about a business. Like I'm trying to. I was talking to Eric with the Island Nectar Shave Ice. I was like, Ayos, it's hot in Modesto, California, for nine months out of the year. You know what I mean? Um, it, you know, it's. I was like, how do I do a shave ice? Wine shave ice? Uh, what do I need to do the syrups? And I was telling my Usos out here, uh, the Uso Vix, Lance. I don't know if you remember Vix. Yeah, yep. Yeah, him. Uh, <laughs> Yo, yeah. Yeah. Bro, you know what I mean? He uh, he, he's the one doing the play sales. Uso. Like he, he good. Oh, in nice. The, you know what I mean? He good in the kitchen. So I was like, hey, Uso. Um, you know what I mean? Instead of uh, uh, you know, I mean, instead of just you know having these barbecues, let's figure out do some play sales. I want to see what's up with some shave ice. Let's get the whole family working. You know what I mean? Bro, barbecue and some shave ice. You gonna be out there mobile with it? Yeah, you get that cart from him, from uh, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got to see what's He's picking a business, so I don't think he has anything extra to spare. Oh, it's summertime, so he's yeah. rolling out all his full fleet of carts. Right, so, so I want to sit down with Brad and I'm be like, "Hey, bro, what equipment do I need to get? Um, what are your recipes for the syrups? Because when I get back from Portland to back to Modesto, I legit want to like put any money down that I make up there onto some shave ice bread and just you know what I mean, legit have." Have the family working, you know what I mean? Nice. You what probably just need that machine and then put it right, on a right. cart what, that what can hold all the uh, the ice and flavors. Yeah, bro. Well, one of my houses out here has a plug in Fiji and like Samoa overseas to like to get all the fish that's out there. You know what I mean? Some some of the uncles that work on the fishing boats or have their own charter uh, charter lines or whatever. Oh uh, no, nah, not charter, but have their own fishing boats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like wants to bring all the fish from out there to here, have like an import um, as far as the fish is concerned. You know, you know what you could add to that? You could add in, bring some teas into that, like just green and black tea. Oh, yeah. Right, bro. Same flavors right there. You already have it. It's really cute for you. I was just about to see, with your expertise, Luke, you should be making all kind of different stuff on the side when you're in uh over there in a uh oh Dutch yeah Bowl. you get to experiment experiment and then as soon as you get your perfected flavors make your own stand man 
Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, Luke. Hey, Luke, bro. Luke, bro. Have you ever made a drink with uh, Coco Samoa? I know. Okay, bet. We're going to try get to get, get Coco Samoa. We're going to try All to right. get you, man. It's a very, it's a, it's a very harsh. It's a grainy chocolate. Yeah, it's like it's real good, of the root. Oh, okay, it's like the cocaine of cocoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that perico. Yeah, that pure. <laughs> yeah, um, man, yeah, Luke, Luke be making all the drinks, and he's got you've got like a a bunch of different flavor combining expertise there, and could. What are uh, what are people buying like as far as like summer drinks that you've been selling lately? I mean, as long as you got pomegranate and peach, you're good. That's what's going right now. Pomegranate, pomegranate and, and peach? peach. Oh yeah. What's what's the pomegranate drink I can wake up in the morning and go get tomorrow morning? Um, in the morning, I mean, if, might as well. I, there's a lot of people that get energy drinks, so. You get that one with the real fruit on top of it. Pretty good. Pomegranate rebel, pomegranate blended rebel with real fruit on top. Yeah, pomegranate peach. Pomegranate peach. Oh, that's the that's one flavor. Nice. I mean, I'm saying Luke need to start his own stand. Yeah, no. grapefruit's a good one. Sour, love it, dude. I go off all day for you. Just. Hit me up. I got you. flavors. Yeah. We're gonna like, okay, we'll get you a ball of Coco Samoa and see if see what he makes with it. <clears throat> That's all I'll ask. Just send that my way. When's the last time anybody uh, any of you signed a contract? Uh before I quit Ashba. Damn, that's a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh last week? Yeah, I had like this uh, like a uh, chiropractic chain that called the joint that mm-hmm. I went and got like an adjustment, and they're like, "Here, you buy a full month with that one plan, and you get three more adjustments, and next month we're gonna charge you ninety dollars. It's gonna be auto bill unless you cancel by the eleventh." And I was like, "Bet I will see you on the eleventh. I got an adjustment. I canceled on my way out. Had to sign another cancellation contract." Anyways, when you guys sign contracts or people sign contracts with you, do you expect them to fulfill their contracts in full? Or is there wiggle room where it's understandable if this contract needs to be kind of tore up? I feel like if you just, you know, don't screw me over, I won't screw you over. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do what what I'm asking of you and we sign the contract. But I've never really looked at it that way. Like, looking deeper into the contract so recently kevin durant asked brooklyn the brooklyn nets to trade him right kevin durant has four years on his contract oh shit how this is obviously something that the league is starting to take notice of too because commissioner silver was Talking about how it affected, you know, we don't want people requesting trades. We, the teams offer this like security, the players offer their abilities. Where is it like, sometimes it feels like if you're in a bad situation, a superstar can 
like take his ball and go home kind of situation. But oh, also, yeah. where do you draw the line between it's also their body and that like you're a business now, right? Like yeah. your entire revenue stream is predicated on you being able to to play good basketball, play good sports, uh, to win. So how much of it is just like, I'm going to put myself in the best business situation, the same way that teams put themselves into the best team building or business situation. But that's what the contract is written up for. So anything you have a mm. should have been added into the contract before you signed it. So once you sign that contract, just like how it is from when contracts were made, you're binded to that contract because you signed it. Mm. You should have to follow through with everything on that contract. If it's not, if there's a trade clause in there or there's no, no trade clause, fine, it's in the contract. But if not, play your four years out. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> he said, "Play ball." Play ball, and he's the very one. He's super sensitive. Super sensitive. Anytime Kevin Durant is sensitive. Anytime somebody has something to say, this fool jumps on Twitter the next minute trying to defend himself. Like, bro, Dude, he's a he's a Twitter finger. He is. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You don't. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to defend yourself, but bro, some of the stuff people are saying, and then it, he said like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm the one making all this money." Okay, then why are you responding to someone who you shouldn't be responding to? You know, like. That's, I think he likes to troll. He likes to, but also at the same time, he can't take. Didn't he have I, burner accounts before? And then once he got found out, it, like, it like wasn't that big a backlash. So he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it from my main account. My main and account. now he's just like out there telling and I'm people not gonna like, lie, your this opinion guy, doesn't matter. <laughs> this guy's the hey, best man. offensive player in the league. I don't care. Hey, what man, uh, I got to hop off right now, but I got to go do my dad's uh, medicine and stuff. All right, bro. Appreciate oh, you uh, coming on, man. We'll see you man. this week. Hell yeah, can't wait to see you, man. Hey, look, man, good to meet you virtually, family. I'll see you this weekend, bro. We're going to be at a barbecue. You feel me? <laughs> I hope. Hell yeah. Hey, hey we're going to get some turkey tail, bro. Amen. Right. <laughs> nice, bro. Hey, love y'all, bro. All right, love man. Talk love to you life, soon. For sure, hell yeah. All right, Kevin Durant choosing to say that, hey, I'm not going to keep my talents in New York. Again, I have no problem. If it's if it's in your contract that you can do it, go. But if you're gonna gripe about a contract you signed and then try to wiggle your way out of it because is he trying to wiggle his way out of it or is he just like, hey, I'm not about it? I feel like this one is actually kind of like they're working together. No, so there's another report. No one's gonna they they are asking for the most ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They asked yeah. LA for LeBron. AD and six first round picks. Six first round picks. Well, yeah, man, you saw Gobert go for four or five first rounders. And that's what I'm saying. Gobert's not worth the toilet paper. He Danny Ainge has ruined the entire market. I hate <sighs> it though. You, I just feel like you can't look at it that way. You gotta like. I feel like people, everyone is comparing it to that, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, like. That should that just be seen may as the Jazz it. getting over on the Pacers. They, they got the best defensive guy in the league. The, Let's be honest. He's been the most consistent, best defensive man in the league the last four to five years. And that team's going to be filthy. And they gave up a lot. But at the same time, you look at Kevin Durant, he's up there in age a little bit. 
It's he's a not worth gotta, six first rounders. No, I and I, I just think Kevin Durant is worth a lot of good pieces. But at the end of the day, like you have to also look out for your team's future if you're going to go and get mm. Kevin Durant. That's just based off his age, right? Luke is really generous. I do not think that very highly of Gobert. Uh, I just, I mean, but hey, would it be fair to say you despise hate, Rudy Gobert? No, I, I don't mean, like him either. He's a clown, but like I don't hate him. He's a really good defensive player. Uh, the best, maybe in the league right now, maybe. But as far as like what they're trying to do is they're saying that uh, his defensive um, attributes will cover for cats, and cats offensive will cover for. First off, Cat's a great player. He's not that great. He's not that great. You're going to need Gobert to speak. You know what I mean? Second, I've seen Gobert get bullied uh, many times. Yeah, you block a couple shots, but you know what I mean? You can't block them all. And you can't block Steph from three if you're in the, in the post. So, I'm sorry. No, uh, I agree. I so, if Rudy Gobert isn't able to cover the perimeter enough? Yeah. I see what you're saying, though, Luke. They, they, they are going to be filthy because they got – uh, they got Anthony Edwards, they've got Cat, Gobert, and uh, D'Angelo. That's a that's oh, yeah, that's a really good team. And now they can stick. I mean, I think what they'll do is move Anthony Edwards. Actually, he does play too, and they're gonna play uh, the Washington kid, uh, Jaden uh, Daniels McDaniels at the three. That's a very lengthy team because Jaden McDaniels has a seven two wingspan and stands six ten. He hits threes. He plays defense. So they 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 have to at least, and I hate to say it, but that starting five could be top two in the East. You know what I mean? Easily top two in the East. Boston still made a really better, like a really good move. He's not as highly touted as Gobert, but adding Brogdon to the Celtics team now that makes them so much better than they were already. They really didn't lose anybody, so. Malcolm Brogdon for the Celtics is going to take over whose position? Marcus Smart and let Smart like not have to handle the ball anymore. Which is crazy because Brogdon also came into the league as a two. He's not a pure one. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's okay. yeah. So are he's we taking? Closer. Are we taking Marcus Marcus Smart? Lance, you just said you'd take him, like, what, off the bench or what? You just – how okay. that work? Yeah, that's, so where does – is it is Brogdon coming off the bench? Or is Brogdon, no. like, the ball handler? So you can so – And then you, you got like, Brown, Tatum. You can Williams, have Brogdon as your ball handler. You and put, Smart? Uh, you put uh, Smart as your two, Jalen as your three. You play what's-his-name at the four, and then whoever you want at the five. You still have your four best players on the, on the court. You say Horford is their four and Robert Williams their five? No, um, Tatum as your four. Okay. You're going to go smaller now. You still put your four best uh, players. And Tatum can't play four. Maybe they have a heavier uh, team in the post that they play. Then they can switch it. But Robert Williams is going to be your starter now. And Horford can come off the bench, who's a little older now, but still give you the same uh, type of uh, get back from him. You know what I mean? You're going to get the same amount of, of – of whatever from from Horford off the bench, so now your bench is even more. Now your bench is better because you can move Horford to the bench, and you have Robert Williams, who I think is on par to be just as good as uh, Gobert as a defensive player in the post. So that's a really good find. So 
let's th- let's think of it this way. You got Gobert. He 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 goes for all those picks, but then you got Marcus Smart. Who would you rather have on your team? Uh, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> if 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 the teams are they are now, defensive player of the years. Right. I, I like Marcus Smart because they have Robert Williams. If they didn't have Robert Williams, if you can have you know, I like Robert Williams. He's not – I'm not saying he's just as good as Gobert, but he's enough that you can keep him and Marcus Smart can defend your perimeter now. Yeah. So the – all right, that's enough Celtics talk. We don't have right. to talk about the Celtics. <clears throat> KD's um, just – he's not – at his age – He's, but not, he's the one that's the best, you know, like no, taking is. over the torch as best basketball player from LeBron, right? Okay, I don't know about the best basketball player, best offensive player. We'll say best offensive. Player. Ooh, best all best. around you player. Have... It's still Giannis. Giannis is still the best. I don't player. know if I want okay. him in Portland. Ooh, LeBron, KD. We're talking KD. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant to Portland with his friend Dame. Even if I hated KD. How does that work? I'd still want them to play for my team. Not for what they're asking for, but <laughs> not for what they're asking for, but they're asking so much. Like, yeah. don't you want them to help get you a championship? Like that's their take fault. all our picks. But right. don't you become an automatic championship contender with him on your roster, no matter no. who's around no. him? No. That's why you can trade five, six no. first rounders and not because no. you're gonna be within He's a championship window for a decade. Two years ago, yes. Two years ago, yes. How many games? Think did about they get? the team they just had. They just had, dude. It, it just blew up. But they just had such a good team. I know, but they were supposed to like win the championship, right? When they had yeah. KD and Kyrie and James it just Harden. goes to show that chemistry also counts for for building yeah. a team. Heck so yeah. if you and if you, but if you have somebody that doesn't have chemistry with anyone, that they're just gonna be like a, a block in that wave. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't play basketball is is you can have an individual star on your team, but it's just like football. Those are like two ultimate team sports. You need those four other guys to win. But why why wait like two days after Kyrie decides to opt in to say to let people know that I'm looking for a way out. Exactly. He, he still doesn't see them winning, and he probably knows. Kyrie's probably told him that he's not staying. I mean, you opt in, but it's because maybe Kyrie's looking for a signing trade. Okay, but Kyrie's just trying to lock up the money and then go somewhere else. Right. So the side kicker now is though, um, the Nets don't have an option, so they're going to keep him. Right. They don't have a trade option at this point, right. so they're just gonna. He's going to play for them this year. Yeah, that's. What it just seems like the more it drags out, the more likely he's going to be stuck in Brooklyn. And this is why. Does he not play? Hey, he has the money. It's not like he needs the money unless he's right. a crack queen we don't know about. And he spends all his money on crack. You know, but. He's got a bad gambling problem. Right. He's just funding but, his blackjack. I mean, uh, at this point, I would really be trying to help the Nets get people to win that. You know you can't be traded. No one wants you at that. They time. just got Royce O'Neal. He's all right. <laughs> that's not the that's not the no. KD in New York move. And so the, I think they're what they're concentrating now is actually really trying to move Kyrie. And um, I think the best trade right now 
for them would be a three-way trade with New York and LA, which would have um, Brody going to New York. Nice. I don't and LA getting Kyrie, and I don't know who the Nets would end up getting, or you know what I mean. But they'd get picks from the Knicks and the that's, Lakers. Yeah, that's that's probably what. And then the Lakers would have a point guard that can pass and shoot. But a wouldn't that be good for their team? Oh, that'd be great for the team, but they still need a power forward who doesn't get hurt once you touch him. No, <laughs> Mr. Glass. <laughs> I got him on my shirt, though. Don't worry about it. Champion! Anthony Davis. But, I mean... Bubble title. That's how we do it. Yeah, so depending on what team Kyrie goes to, yes, it makes them... If, Ky, if, if KD went to Miami, I'm sorry. That's... They're in the they're in the NBA. Who would fight. Miami have to give up? That's the thing that everyone's saying, right? Like KD could go to these other. Things. He's only right. requested a couple of different what? Right. Sun, Phoenix and Miami. But no matter where he goes, he's going to be worth so much in a trade that it's going to tank the team he's going right. to. So for Miami, I know at first they were asking for Udonis Haslam, Haslam, Straight Carroll, up. and uh, yeah, no, not sure. <laughs> Harold and Bam. So it was Harold, Bam, uh, Udonis, and uh, Picks. What's their point? Yeah. Oh, Picks, of course. Uh, was their point guard? Not Chalmers. No. Yeah, fuck Chalmers. The guy that, what, Drogic? No. No, dude, from uh, Toronto. Van Fleet? No. Who are the Mi- who's the Miami Heat's point guard? Uh, Googling it. <clears throat> Some a Miami Heat fans listening to this and yelling right now. Right. I hate Miami. <laughs> if you're listening to this, your team sucks. Your Kyle team Lowry. Is trash. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Right. I forgot. So they were asking for a hero, Lowry, bam, some picks, and Haslam. But then, so they were willing to go. I think they were willing to go Harrow, um, Lowry, and a whole bunch of picks. I think that's uh, which would have made Miami still, you know what I mean? Yeah, the uh, I think the Heat only have two first rounders now, and then they're looking to trade to get more picks to try to get either KD, uh. For picks plus players or uh donovan mitchell who mm. is on the trade block so, so and that's yeah. another trade uh there's another scenario where donovan goes to new york and then new york ships him straight to la for brody what so donovan mitchell to la yeah oh you want a bunch of drivers <laughs> Is Donovan? I, I guess Donovan Mitchell hits from outside. I don't know. I don't. I just, I think. I think he maybe because he's that. a jazz player, Probably. and Eron is always like go jazz. I think, I, I think I, that has actually he, warped my view on him as a basketball player. I think he's uh, as a shooting guard. I think he's top five in the league as a shooting guard. Donovan a, Mitchell is a top five shooting guard too. I think so. I think so as a two. His game really emulates it. It. it I. Personally, I think it emulates uh, uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, 
Dwayne Wade didn't really have shots, right? He wasn't a shooter per se, but he did knock down shots. So okay, the case to be made that Mitchell could be an MVP conversation. Twenty-five year old didn't crack the All NBA team last year. Career year for the Jazz superstar, averaged twenty-six and four, or twenty-six point four points, five point two assists, four point four rebounds, one steal per game, leading Utah to the best overall record in the NBA. Is that this year? Yeah. They had the one seed. Yeah. Who did they play? The eventual winners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Again, my monster upon his return in the playoffs scored 30 plus points in seven of his 10 playoff games, averaging 32.3 while shooting a blistering 43.5% from three during the Jazz's run to the Western Conference Finals. He's a baller. Uh, He's a baller. Oh, this is, yeah, this is from the year before. He's a baller. And he's still under 30. Yeah. Still oh, it's is it just not nice in the like because this one also has Bradley Beal, Zach Levine in the top five, CJ, Clay Thompson recovering, Terry Rozier. And they're Curtis all volume smart. so and that's the job of a, a two guard. He's your score, he's your volume score. All right. The positions in order and what they need to do to be successful. Point guard. Point guard's hard because it's evolved. Like, they pretty much do everything now. But if I'm going traditional, you want them to be able to run your team, distribute. And then shooting guard is your scorer. Shooting guard is your scorer. You know what I mean? People always think shooting guards as your three-shooter. You know what I mean? But he's your bottom scorer. He's going to score from everywhere on the court. Your forwards? Your three. He's also your other wing, but you want him to be your – Three and D defend, you know what I mean? Three, you know, hit your threes, defend. But most of all, he's going to be your slasher. He's going to get into out of the lane. He's going to run the court for you. You know what I mean? And just jack of all trades is what I can say your three is. He's really good at everything, not great at one thing. But you need him to do everything. As opposed to the power forward? Your power forward is your enforcer, man. You know what I mean? Uh, they have stretch fours now which is cool. You know what I mean? I'd much rather him be your most intimidating dude on the court, uh, get every rebound. You know what I mean? And then the guy that is going to stick up for the rest of your team when something happens. What NBA player would Kevin be your – I- okay, yeah. Center. A year. And then your center, you can run your team doing – for me – your center is going to be your best post player, but he's also going to be your second best passer on the team. Because if he can pass out of the post, like even big guys like Shaq, Shaq could pass out of the post. Olajuwon could pass out of the post. Kareem pass out of the post. You know what I mean? And then Tim Duncan, all these guys, Tim Duncan obviously was a power forward, but David Robinson, you know what I mean? Great centers were able to pass out of the post. And it, it helps your team enormously. Who would be your ideal uh, center for your team? That's tough. That's tough. But um, I would take two power forwards, and I'd play Tim Duncan at the five and KG at my four. So that's that's the other thing, though, right now, when when people say that basketball is positionless. Right. How has that changed 
from, you know, the traditional winnings and positions to what you have now? So now you have, so before you walked into practice and coaches looked at you and they look at you by height and that's how they pick your position. You'd walk in and people would be like, oh, 6'1", like 6'4", point guard. They didn't, you know what I mean? They had such a problem with Magic being a 6'9", point guard. Such a problem. He's uh, too tall. Too tall right. to be a point guard. Too tall. He can't get down. He won't be able to guard the, the point guards. He won't be able to run up and down the court like the smaller guards. And he proved them wrong. And the best thing about that is at 6'9", your vision is over all the guys. You know what I mean? You can see everything at 6'9", from a point guard. Same thing. That's one of the things that also made Penny great. It's a 6'7", point guard. Bigger than the other point guards during his day. He killed Penny. I think Penny's injury robbed him of being the best point guard in the league ever. Yeah. Penny would have been the best. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then Injuries. so like, yeah. Uh, and while we're talking about it, I'm gonna have to put in my own uh, personal. Darren Williams has been my favorite point guard for the longest time. Deron. Yep. When he got hurt. I was so hurt because he was never the same. He was never the same. But if you go back and watch the clips of when he early with the Jazz. With the Jazz, yeah. And then the Nets. Was just, yep. He was just, there were things he could do on the court that no one was able to do. And at his size, he could body you. And the one of the best skills he ever had was coming off a screen. He, oh, man. If he caught you, he's if you go too far, he's going in between you and your screener. If you come too close, nice. he's going by you. If you know, what I mean, if, if you're waiting off a little bit, he could hit the three, hit a jumper. Darren Williams, and my gosh, he could pass. He was so strong, too. And at 6'4, um, he wasn't as flashy as Jason Kidd, but I always compared him to Jason Kidd with a better jump shot early in his career. Because Jason Kidd did it, you know what they used to call Jason Kidd early in his career. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But towards the end of his career, he started hitting though. You know, he got better. He got better. But yeah, I mean, and so but now you have kids, Chet Holmgren, uh still has the traditional uh skill set of blocking shots. He's a little smaller. But now so thin. He is very he's gonna like break his leg on a three-point attempt coming down. If it makes any sense, like uh pencil. KD wasn't that much bigger than he was when coming. To uh, okay. You know, has KD never filled out though? <laughs> like, no, not just... yet. Uh, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no, I don't think he's gonna. Even... Yeah, he's no. gonna hit the growth spurt right. here in year twelve. <laughs> yeah, guys like that. Even like uh, KD coming into the league, yeah, you would automatically been like, not nah, put that for the post at like six eleven. But now guys are hitting shots from the three. Like you don't have too many traditional guys unless he's re- a really yeah. big guy. Like uh, what's his name? Uh, Coffee. Kofi Kingston. Well, that guy Kofi uh, oh. just got drafted. I know that's not his last name, but his name is Kofi. Did he go to Kansas? I think he went to Kansas. First. Anyway, Blackburn. I think that's his name. So he's like 6'10", 280 maybe. So at his size, of course, he was made to play in the post. So you still have those guys, but their value isn't the same anymore. Yeah. I, as a coach, would still value him. Like I, I, I because you're like a traditional coach, though. You're like a yeah fundamentals I mean, basketball coach. 
True, I'd still say I, I like I'd, I'd like my big man to run the court. That's what I want to do. If he, if he doesn't shoot threes, I'm fine with it. If he, but I need him. I need him to hit perimeter shots. If he has a good mid range game, fine. That's. Perfect. I feel like well, so it was good to see Golden State in the finals, like shutting down the lanes for right. Boston. Like it was defensive. Defense, it just yeah. it's just, it just felt like it was a stronger defensive effort than the Boston Celtics offensive attempts. Um, but it, I feel like this whole season, it's been like whoever has a better night from three is going to run away with it. And hopefully like they're going to get a double digit lead and try to hold on to that. It didn't always happen, but it just seemed like whoever was hitting more threes, you know, was scoring more points and winning the game. And that's the I, how does that I'm not change a that. coach's uh, view on how to build his roster? Doesn't change your offense. It changes your defense. So you can still have guys like so if if your centers now are that athletic, you know what I mean? I don't mind my center hitting threes, but I don't want him hanging around the three pointer all night. You know what I mean? The three point line all night. Protect the rim. Yeah. And if he's in the post, that means there's more room for my shooters on the outside. You know what I mean? Instead of your center blocking up the right. perimeter for him. So that's cool. Uh the way you do that is you have to defensively scheme now force things like that. It doesn't change your offense or traditional. I know a lot of people are going to say uh, that you need guys to come out, more athletic guys to come out. You can't have your center. Well, look at, like, again, Chet Holmgren. At, he can guard all four, all five positions, probably. maybe not the point, all four. We'll say four positions on the court at seven foot. He can guard those positions. Bam, at his size, can guard four positions. You know, and it's not it, – Kids are more athletic these days than they were before. That's on, on both sides of the ball, though. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, and that's 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 also facts, and that's why also the evolution of the offense, because they're they're just more athletic these days. Big men, big men are more athletic these days. Um. Yeah, basketball is like they say, becoming positionless. Centers are shooting threes. His position is Marcus Smart is winning defensive player of the years. I think from the wing. I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. I mean, if you can lock up guys like that, you have the numbers to prove it. I think you deserve to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like you said, and that's the evolution of the game. So if you're locking guys up at the perimeter and the game is three point based, then yeah, you're definitely gonna be in consideration for for the defensive player of the year. Last, last question. Would you, do you think basketball is going to become uh, even more into like a deep shooting three-pointer league or is it going to flip back kind of like uh, and go more traditional when people aren't able to like rebound and dunk? I don't know if it'll be more of a three-point um, based league. I think, I think it's not going to reverse back to what it was. But I think, I think there's going to be a lot of more up and down the court. You know what I mean? Uh, transition. Yeah, more more of a transitional game because you can still shoot threes off, off off the transition now. You know, so I think the game, uh, that's how it'll evolve. You know, because you can always you can always uh scheme for half court offense. You know what I mean? Because it's a set offense, you're gonna come run, run screens, shoot threes, 
they're going to back up, shoot threes. You can scheme for that. But in transition, you know what I mean? Everybody's going to have to find a man, pick up. And sometimes, it, you know what I mean? Guys don't get back. That's just fact. Sometimes guys don't get back. So I think the game will be a lot more transition. And it, but guys used to literally get benched for stopping and shooting a three on transition. Now they now it's like it's part of the game. Yeah. Like dudes will run down. I've seen people I've used seen, to get arrested for selling marijuana. Right <laughs> with that too. Shit's different. Shit is different. Shit is different. You know what I mean? All right. Real quick. Yes or no questions. Guess the athlete. I have somebody that I'm thinking of. It's a current professional athlete. Okay. You ask yes or no questions and try to guess who it is. All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Is it a he or she? Oh, is it a is it a girl? No. Um, Over six foot. Yes. Is he white? No. Over 260 pounds? No. Hmm. Does, he, <laughs> does he throw a ball or dribble a ball? Does he dribble a ball? Sorry. No. Does he wear equipment to play a sport? Yes. Uh, is he a quarterback? No. Is he a running back? No. Does he play football? Yes. Does he play defense? Yes. Your defensive end? Yes. Did you play for Chicago? Yes. Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack. <laughs> nice. 40 seconds. <laughs> uh, Khalil Mack to the Chargers. You remember that happened, right? I did. I'm week not going to uh, acknowledge it, but. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers play the Raiders on week one and uh, week 13. If it's going to be. If he, because he's not gonna, it's I don't know. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Joey Bosa go up against Colton Miller. I think. Well, okay. So if Joey Bosa is going up against Colton Miller, Khalil Max going up against that's Alex Leatherwood. That's why I'm worried. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm worried about. The Chargers and the Raiders play Week One and Week Thirteen, and Khalil Mack will be going against Alex Leatherwood for four quarters. I like it. I like it. I hope it ruins your entire day. I like it. It will. It will. No, but I'm also hearing, you know, Derek Carr massively underrated. He's got an upgrade in weapons. He obviously brought in his friend, Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro's got another year. Darren Waller's coming back fully healthy. The line's coming together. They're definitely a better team than they were last year. Um, And Devontae Adams alone did that. But with the, the the little additions they did, um, you know, a lot of people who watch sports, like even the defense fans, they don't understand that sometimes the little moves that they make are gonna make your team a lot better than like some big splash. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can't make the big splash, like if they couldn't, they couldn't uh, get a Devontae Adams right is a big splash. Of course, so yeah. that's yeah, they got him. But all these other little pieces, um, yeah, yeah, got, all the little moves yeah. that really because it's a new every, scheme. Yeah, yeah, so it's a new scheme. Yo, Josh McDaniels. I'm you excited. guys are gonna have yeah. I'm I make like objectively, I'm excited to see what Josh McDaniels can do. 
with this quarterback and these weapons in this situation. Right. Because I was thinking about Josh McDaniels, and I was like, he's coaching the Broncos? But that was before before he went back to the Patriots. He learned a lot more. He said, he said himself he wasn't ready. He learned a lot more. That's scary. Right? He also learned to give up control of being a GM. And now okay. he doesn't have not to trying to be Bill Belichick. Right. Just being the coach. Brought his brought his own brought his own with him, his own GM. Nice. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Zeigler. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh, as a fan excited to see as a football fan, excited football to see fan. Right. uh you know what the Raiders do. Um I just don't want it to be successful uh at all on the field or you know week one and week thirteen at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do great weeks twelve through weeks two through twelve. <laughs> You know, do great in our games too. Just have fewer points at the end. That's all I really care about. I don't, I don't, I don't like hearing that the Chargers are possibly going to be the Chiefs for the division. I just want to make the playoffs one time in a long time. And like looking back at the Raiders' year last year and all the shit that happened every other week, you guys still made the playoffs. What? I think that felt also- like some buster ass teams. That didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I think I think it helped them though. All the the adversity they went through. I mean, I know a lot of teams would fold. Even the Raiders, they had a they had a a little stint there where it looked like they were about to fold and just have like the worst season ever. And I don't know if it was the coaches or the players coming together, but you know whatever they did, they took that and turned it into something positive. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I and I now hope. That it all slowly crumbles away, and any progress that you guys have made as a team, roster, and organization, uh, you know, just like a different roulette number is called on what you went all in on. That's all I want. Just one time. Uh, I hope the same. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. I hope you guys go zero and seventeen. Uh, it'll be good content, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I got to go. Any shout outs or recommendations? Oh man. Recommendations again. Uh, our, uh, our brother Eri will be down here, uh, in Vancouver for the four days of a local festival. Come check him out. He's got great stuff, man. From t-shirts to crew nights to hoodies, to pillowcases, phone cover, you know what I mean? Eri's coming with uh, everything he's got. Yep. So come out to the four days of Aloha, check Yo. out the festival itself, but also be there to check out our guy. I want that. I want him to like sell out all yes. his stuff. Yes. That'd be dope. Yeah. So come out, show support to our brother. I mean, it's not like we're telling you to come out and buy some stuff that we would never wear because we wear it all the time. Yeah. And I'm definitely about to uh, get some new gear when he gets here. Jekukui uh, Foundation is the ones that are putting on uh, the Four Days of Aloha here. Um, check out their Instagram page, the number four, Days of Aloha, 20th Annual Four Days of Aloha Festival, um, July 21st through 24th. Um, get your tickets and registrations uh, in their link tree. Right. I mean, um, shout out Eri, but there'll be a lot of other uh, yeah. uh, vendors there. So yeah. please come and support all the vendors there. 
it's going to be a huge gathering uh, and a really big group of different vendors of, you know, food, clothing, entertainment, art, right. entertainment, singers, dancers, just a nice celebration for us to uh, get together and celebrate culture and heritage. All right. I appreciate you coming on and everybody yeah. else that was on. And that yeah. is our show for this week. Episode 24 in the books. Uh, I'm Lance Falatone for uh, for Total Out. Appreciate you tuning in. Stay ball in love and light. Peace. Yeah. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com.